Blog Talk Radio. Lose the 
like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools, even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, Brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my co-host. The brother Blue Pill. All right, all right. So, uh, welcome everybody to another episode of Know the Ledge. No doubt. We have a very interesting show tonight. Uh, one of my, one of the uh, teachers out of the Moorish Heritage and Civics class that I have a uh, highly respectful uh, brother by the name of Abdullah Mosey Bey. You know what I mean? This brother came along and taught us the uh, the craft of etymology, or rather the discipline of etymology at a very early age and was, you know, he gave me the tools and he gave others the tools as well that we needed to uh, decipher a lot of these contracts, um, just a lot of the technology that takes place in the English language. You know what I mean? So tonight he's going to be on the show discussing the Moorish connection to masonry, amongst other things, because the brother is uh, versatile. You know what I mean? He touches on numerous topics. All right, so um, we're just going to let the family pile in to the show. We're going to let y'all make yourselves comfortable. So while I wait for my co-host to make his appearance, I might as well go ahead and do what we do best. And let's go ahead and hit y'all with some good music. You know what I mean? To set the tone, set the mood of the night. Um, once again, greeting to everybody. Hopefully, everyone is joining us tonight in the um, <clears throat> finest health, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, economically, and all others, uh, you know, options that you may have. Um, thank you for everybody that joined us on Friday's show. Monumental show, I might add. Um, definitely, I want to give a special shout out to the brother Courtney Bradley and Shantae Finley, who uh, came through with some very pertinent information for the family. If you did not catch that episode, fear not, fret not. You can find us in iTunes in the podcast section, or you can simply go on our page on our blog talk radio forward slash no the ledge radio or you can find us at ktlmedia.com and um tap into those archives. I guarantee you if you didn't catch that show, that show is about economics but on a higher level dealing with um life development. Okay. And the brother is um starting an incubator. He's also, you know, calling on the uh KTL family to join him. 
So anybody that's one, you know, that's in the business of getting their mind right and then their money right and also their business together, you definitely need to check out, you know, just give do yourself the favor and uh, dig into the archives, check out that show, check out what the brother's talking about and the wisdom that he shared with the family. And, um, you know, you make the choice if you want to go ahead and reach out and uh, join the brother's program. Okay? So... Let me go ahead and uh, put some music on real quick, and then we'll be right back. Let's see, let's see, let's see. (laughs) What do we have there? I want to hear some uh, Lupe. Why not? Let's some Lupe.
indeed, yes, indeed. That there was the brother Lupe Fiasco, and the name of that song was Strange Fruition. In case you got any DJs or, um, you know, music connoisseurs out there that want to go ahead and snatch that up, that's uh, Strange Fruition, okay? Check it out. Uh, shout out to a brother that goes by the name of DJ Zen. That I met out here in Texas, in Houston, Texas. Shout out to the Texas family. All right, my brother Sigatrillo, Talik, um, sister by the name of Keisha, um, and everybody else that uh, participated in the event on Sunday, and also just who's you know who's basically just been there as host to their city. You know what I'm saying? And uh, definitely held it down. You had some definitely. I had some interesting times out here in Texas the past few days. And uh, they were definitely there to hold it down with me. So salute to them. Um, salute to the Houston, Texas family. Salute, Just salute to the whole Texas. I'm really enjoying and learning about Texas daily. You know what I mean, this is a very humongous piece of uh, land. There's a lot of things going on. I'm learning about the refineries and the oil wells. You know what I mean? Just a whole bunch of stuff. The screw movement. It's just, you know, it's intricate. The uh, indigenous history with the mounds, um, the seminal history, uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot out here. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely going to take uh, numerous trips to fully crack, you know what I mean, the code uh, of Texas. You know what I'm saying? Just that whole area, the boot, the mud. You know what I mean? New Orleans, Texas, Mississippi, all of that is a connection. So uh, I definitely look forward. And not only just me, I look forward to hearing from the brothers and sisters that are on the grid, that are in this area, who do the work, you know what I mean, who've been doing the uh, the studying. Because it's really not, you know, it's, it's like the same way that people drink from the well of information that the uh, the lecturers bring from certain regions and certain parts of town. I'm waiting for the day when the young gods and young goddesses from this region out here, this very, very powerful, extremely powerful grid, when they step up and put on, you know what I mean, and put these lectures out, put this information, these documentaries and things of that nature, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to be sitting right there with my pen and pad like a student, just soaking it all up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot to learn. So, you know. Uh, we're still waiting for my co-host. He was in traffic when I spoke to him. So uh, he shall be here very shortly. But in the meantime, now that we have a few numbers of people in the building, I would kindly ask if you can um, go ahead, you know, if you may, and post on your social networks, your social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram. Uh, we got family out there to take pictures of the screen and tag us, put throw it up there on Instagram and let the Instagram family know that Know the Ledge is broadcasting right now. Shout out to everybody that have utilized uh, Instagram to do that. I love it when I see that right there, especially when we have the flyers up. So um, if y'all could go ahead and make that happen, I would uh, highly appreciate that. All right. So, this is what we may do. Um, we may just go ahead and open up the line 
for our host tonight. I'm going to give Blue another five minutes to uh, arrive. You know, no penalties. If the brother doesn't make it, I'll just go ahead and open up the line for our host, our guest tonight. I see you in the call queue, Brother Abdullah, and uh, we'll get the show started. Uh, I recommend everybody have their pens and pads on deck because the brother is very detailed with his information. He will be touching on... uh, different names, places, people, places, and things that you may want to put down in your notes so you can further your studies and then, you know, you can actually further this information into your circle, spread this information into uh, your network, and, you know, this is how information travels. This is what information does. And like I said, it's a lot of information out there about the nations, a lot of speculation but I rarely come across any information dealing with the Moorish connection to masonry. Chances are you will not find it coming out of the European uh, scholars because that's just not what they do. You know what I'm saying? They're even still students for the intricacies of Moorish science and Moorish history. going to take one of us to crack the code or the proverbial digging Hiram up out of the shallow grave. Okay, and his brother has done. I saw his visual presentation in Harlem a few months ago, and uh, I definitely tip my hat. He's done his research. You know, what I mean, he blew me away with uh, some of the many of the points that he was making in his presentation. You dig? So <clears throat> I'm not really too sure about what's going on. Um, you know, event-wise. In the weeks coming up So if anybody knows of anything I'm kind of off the grid right now Like on purpose You know I got to take some time out I have a, a, a star seed on the way uh, Wisdom Bella She will be here Tentatively tomorrow So I've just been preparing for that You know what I mean You know you have to Put yourself in that mold um, And you know how the ancestors work Is always Intricate you know what I mean? Uh, they always say that when you experience a birth, especially dealing with the scorpion, scorpions, you know, we understand this, that um, when there's life, there's also death, okay? So when there's death, there's also life. So this weekend, um, I experienced the loss of my grandmother on my mother's side, um, Grandma Esther Nesbitt, and... Uh, you know, she uh, was going through, she's been going through a lot, I'll just say that, for about 10 to 12 years, you know what I mean? And uh, it's, 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 you know, it's brought my family to our knees. And, uh, you know, she finally decided that, uh, you know, her transition was, her tra- that the time for her transition had finally came. And she's, in my opinion, has successfully reincarnated. You know, um, KT, the arts degree, my younger brother just had a younger daughter. He just had a new, uh, he just, his wife just gave birth to a daughter, and she carries her namesake as well. And, uh, you know, my daughter will also have her spirit as well. So I definitely want to send Ashe and love and light to uh, my grandmother and everybody in my family. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's, 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 it's a, you know, it's, it's a time. We're going through a, a, a time right now. So, 
That's what that is. All right. So um, let me see. It's eight one. All right, we're gonna go ahead and open up the line. I'm gonna go ahead and read the description for our show tonight, and then we are gonna open up the lines and bring in our guest for tonight, Brother Abdullah. All right. It is an honor for KTL Radio to welcome Abdullah El Talib Mosi Bey to the program for the very first time. The renowned etymologist and Moorish historian will be expounding on the close relationship between Moorish science and masonry. Listening as Abdullah weaves the Moorish Masonic connection to the astronomical and geometrical origin and meaning of the compass and the square, Freemasonry tracing board, checkerboard floor, winding staircase, the number 33, the twin pillars of Boaz and Jaquin, the triple tile and the equal, um, equatorial triangle within the circle as adopted by the royal archmasons. He will also build on the connection of the all-seeing eye on the apron to the raising of the kundalini, the activation of the pineal gland and the higher brain senses, as well as the high mind science and technology of the ancient world. Class is in session. Bring your pad and your pen. And without any further ado, I want to open up the lines for our guest, 215-300. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace. 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 Assalamu alaikum. May the make them. No doubt. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a All right. in Parkland yesterday to give you that air on. I hear it. Good, on. I hear it. No doubt. Introduce yourself to the family. This is not your first time on the show, but this is your first time on the show as a featured guest. So please uh, let the family know who they are listening to. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm Abdullah Intimate Mosi Bay. I have a book that I'm working on called More Than Masonry with the schedule that people leave by the end of the year or early January. I have a website that's more civil letter dot net. That's M O O R I S H C I V I L E T T E R dot net. Uh, I've been I met I've been studying um met Brother Taj Tariq Bay uh back in nineteen ninety three, September, October nineteen ninety three, and he took me on his wings and taught me. And I've also studied etymology at Temple University, passed with Professor Burton. I now teach the class of what I've been doing for 10 years. So um, I also teach at the, um, in New York at the National Black Theater, the uh, Moorish Heritage uh, School, and also uh, lecture. And I've also written other books, Etymology and Vocabulary, Etymology and Vocabulary, some that you won. Deceptive uh, meaning attributed to the names America and American, how the Europeans falsely claimed the names of the Moors, and breaking the chains of slavery, the Moors rise from civil death. And I have, like I said, more than Macy coming and a few other, some etymologists and managers will be out next next year as well. So I'm looking forward to um, doing this. And my um, my focal point with uh, Moors and Macy connecting now, more of the masonry, showing the Masonic connection to more of the masonry. Uh, by the way, I did a presentation at the King Solomon Grand Lodge about six weeks ago, 
The King Solomon Grand Lodge, uh, the Honorable Robert J. Newby, 33rd Degree Master Mason, um, invited me uh, to Washington, D.C., to the lodge. And um, I also had that video, video available, Moorish Connection to Masonry. And um, what Brother Newby is doing is um, making plans to bring me back in, in, either in September, actually in November or December, and also making plans to set me up for the National Convention in Chicago next year. So I trust that I'll be able to make connections with Moors classified as Negro Color Black who are Masons and Eastern Stars, and that's what I'm doing. I'm actually literally reaching out to them. You know, I've been told over the years that, you know, our brothers and sisters in the lodge, you know, have this grand knowledge and they're keeping it from us. I beg to differ on that. Very, very yes. few of them know. Very few know on which the level I'm going to be in tonight. Very few. You have those, the Jesse Jacksons, the Al Sharptons, the Farrakhans, the Barack Obamas. They know. The Andrew Young, the Condoleezza Rice, they know. But they're not the average Joe Smoke. They're not, you're not going to see them every day. We're talking about the ones, your, your brothers, your sisters, your, your mothers, your fathers, your uncles, your nephews, your cousins, your coworkers, or your friends. You're talking about those folks. We're not talking about the Jesse Jacksons. You don't see them every day. Right, so the common day, everyday brothers and sisters don't know it on this level. Let's keep it real. They're yes. the bill payers. I agree with you, brother. I do agree with you with that one. And that's so, an honorable, uh, that is an honorable endeavor that you're partaking because instead of shunning them or, you know, quote-unquote exposing them, something that they don't even know, you're taking the time out and the due diligence to share the information and, you know, hopefully it would be received by the brothers and sisters of the craft. That way we could go ahead and, um, you know, find a, a unifying bond rather than creating dissension with, our, you know what I'm saying, with our information. Absolutely. I know exactly so, what you're saying. Honest for that approach. That's my aim. Honest for that approach. No doubt. Thank you very much. Thank you. Definitely. Indeed, indeed. Let me go ahead real quick and open up the line for my co-host, Brother Blue Pill, all right? Call us from the 347-273. Peace. Peace. Yes, peace to the family. Peace to the family. Peace to the guests. Peace to Brother Abdullah. Islam to the Moors. Welcome to you and yours, Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your co-host, Brother Blue Pill, reporting a little bit later than checking time, but reporting nonetheless. Salute, shout out to the family. Welcome back to another monumental episode, KTL Radio. Yes, indeed. No doubt, no doubt. All right. I was feeling kind of incomplete without you in the building, but... No, I can only imagine. That. Yeah, that's I know the feeling is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> you you really feel like you're in a space alone, like oh shit. Yeah, you can't hold up. I'm gonna talk to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. But none, nonetheless, we are. Yes. You know, the uh, the Nebuchadnezzar has taken off, so the ship taken off. Definitely, we in flight. 
we're in flight right now. So the brother is about to begin his lecture. Um, I read that wonderful description that you put together. Salute for that. Yes, yes. No doubt. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, brother. Dealing with some heavy, heavy information. These are times of revelation. And the brother is bringing forth a celestial bridge, you know, connecting two worlds so that people may see in commonality and also notice these um these signs and their symbols for what they what they are, especially in society. I'm out here in North California and the esoteric metaphysical influence of the schools that have become the custodians of our information and our knowledge are profound out here, you know, they 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 are markers by which they dictate the consciousness of society and these people rule in secret, you know, but openly through signs and symbols. So it's it's it's, it's very interesting to have a conversation of this nature where the brothers bringing forth the information, putting it on the table, and allowing once again you to see the strength and the magnificence and who you are right where you're at, and then we could build from there. Please, please. Thank you for that. Yes. It's imperative. You know, very quickly, um, just a segue, because these shows always have ways to tie into things that are going on in our lives in the now moment. So this past weekend, I was at the uh, Ashley Flea Market. It's one of the main congregation points in this particular community of the Bay Area, the Bay Area, where the family, you know, gets to link up and meet. And I had the esteemed honor of meeting a brother out here named Magi. You know, and this brother has pretty much been exposed to the information Throughout his life, his father was a Rosicrucian. So he would always find himself studying the uh, text, you know what I'm saying, running through the text, uh, just absorbing all the information that he can. Then when he was of age, he went through these particular mystery schools himself. Just to say that, you know, on paper he had done it. He had done it for himself prior to that. And the brother, you know, he wanted to share his testimonial throughout the weekend. He makes jewelry or what we would term talismans because they all have his ashe on them. He's been through many schools. He's a graduate of them. And he lives in the forest amongst, you know, nature, amongst, you know what I'm saying, the, the, where the actual craft is taking place. You know, and he explained a lot of these European systems are just anglicized versions and ways in which to explain the true magic that we operated in these particular ecosystems in the nature, the natural setting of who and what we are. So again, by this brother bringing this information forth and building a bridge to show you where you sat on your throne in northwest of Mexico as well in different parts, part and parcel to this planet, Again, it's imperative in this age of eye awakening and eye opening that we're able to connect the dots and make it known. So please, brother, proceed. Peace. Peace. Yes, uh, I want to start off 
prepare to start off by addressing the fears and distortion about masonry. You know, I, I mean, I work in the schools in Kansas City public schools, and uh, we have the students who who who, who see my uh, ring with the compass in the square, and uh, they would ask me, uh, Mr. Bay, are you a, are you a mason? You know. And then I, you know, and, I, and then they would say, "Are you uh, so Masons are uh, worship Satan? It's, it's Masonry is satanic, you know. Are you down with the Illuminati like Kanye West and Beyonce and and so forth? So this you have this fear that's surrounding our ancient culture and ancient science. So there's a there's a clearly disconnect, you know. And and and, and these students they go on the websites. And the, and, and the sites that they go on uh, actually deal with the distortion of masonry, you know, not giving a clear, uh, not giving the astronomical meaning of Satan, not giving the astronomical and metaphysical meaning of Illuminati, you know. And so let's 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 talk. Now, one of the focus that you you deal that you hear about when you deal with masonry uh, is you, you, you'll talk, you'll hear about death rituals, you know, that, uh, you know, Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, uh, death was a, a Masonic assassination, a Masonic death ritual. And so that actually raises fear, you know. Now, they are indeed using the signs, using numbers and cycles of time to make predictions and determinations. However, that is not the only way in which you can use the knowledge. And so knowledge, the knowledge in which we use, so I want to just deal with, let's look at that by breaking out some words. Let's look at the word Illuminati. We've been, we've been taught that Illuminati is a European organization, you know, established in the 1700s. That is absolutely false. There's an order called the Illuminati, but they are not the Illuminati. The Illuminati actually refers to those who are enlightened, going understanding the activation of the Kundalini energy. The eye, the all seeing eye that's on the on the apron, right above the compass in the square, and the all seeing eye emanates the light. You also see the all-seeing-eye on the back of the Federal Reserve note, what people call the $1 bill, which is not a $1 bill. You also you'll see that. So that all-seeing-eye representing the heightening of the pineal gland. And, you, and then the snake also representing that where the kundalini energy is heightened and activated. So that pineal gland is that, is that gland is actually calcified right now well, you begin to activate that, so you begin to you can actually see that's your that's your insight, that's your divine mind. Now, so understanding what happens is fear has a low frequency, a low higher wavelength, therefore a lower vibration. You already said, boys, we need to learn to love instead of hate. Love has a lower wavelength and a higher frequency. So they they are. They actually know that, and so they actually inject fear by distorting the symbols, distorting a lot of words, providing connotated meaning to words, 
So, so fear is actually heightened and actually suppresses the kundalini energy. So what, I want to, what I'm doing here tonight and what I've been doing is reversing that polarity by shedding light as to, as to what they already see every day, as to what they surround them, letting them know that this is their culture, but you have to explain what it really means. So the enlightenment is those who enlighten. Now the Buddha, you'll see the position of Buddha as the statue in a lotus position, and we've been conditioned to, or those who deal with the statue of Buddha have been conditioned to worship that statue. But that's an, that statue is an example of themselves, of what they can achieve. It's not, they themselves are the Buddha. The statue is not the Buddha. They're the Buddha. So the Buddha is that, that statue is a representation of themselves on how to actuate the higher brain senses. The masses aren't taught this. They've been taught to worship things outside themselves, not knowing that they're, not knowing their divine power, not knowing that they can one day begin to talk communicate with someone without a cell phone as they begin to activate the higher brain senses, the medulla omnagata, the nervous system, the cerebellum, the cerebrum, the pineal gland, the, the pituitary gland, and all the brain senses through proper breathing as they begin to learn how to breathe. In fact, the word spirituality coming from the Latin spiritus means breath. So as you begin to breathe properly, learning different methods of breathing, activating the kundalini energy through proper dieting, through crystals, through gems, particular metals, through geometry, shapes, and how the siyantra and how that particular geometrical shape and pattern is actually the patterns of the, the brain. So we can do that. Also with classical music, We're going to, I'm, going to get into, I'm going to get into sound, in a, in, um, in a few, and how they actually use sound to suppress the kundalini energy. And as we can use that vibration, reverse the polarity, and use sound going to the ancient scales to increase the vibration. Now you have the word Satan. As I said, the students have asked me, am I Satan worship? Am I, am I satanic? And, well, Satan refers to Saturn. Now the planet Saturn. Now you're looking. You're looking at. They say the Satan is dealing with this death, destruction. Well, in a winter, let's, let's analyze that. Let's analyze that associative meaning there. Well, the sun enters Capricorn on December 21st in the northern hemisphere, which is the winter solstice. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn or Satan. Now, during that time period, you still have to, you have, to have the concept of death there because the sun is at its lowest point of elevation on December 21st. So that's, that, that's where the concept of death is associated with Satan, death and destruction. The earth is barren in the northern hemisphere during that time period. Now, the, the Jesus, the sun, S-U-N, lies in the tomb for three days and after the third day, rises again. But let's stay with this, uh, this soul association of Satan there, Saturn. 
Now you're also looking at in Egyptian, the word Satan is derived from set, setan or set or soot. And so you're dealing with the concept of destruction and, and darkness. But as you know, the darkness, the darkness comes in, the association of darkness comes in is that there, there's, there's more dark time and less light. So from September to February, you have more dark time than you have light. When they said Jesus is wrestling with the forces of darkness, Jesus wrestling with the devil or Satan, that concept, Jesus deriving from the Egyptian, the Babylonian, the Canaanite, the IA, the IO, the IU, and the IE, that name Jesus is derived from those ancient forms, meaning sun. So the Jesus is wrestling with the forces of darkness, meaning that you're having less when you have the summer solstice, and then you go right into the, the fall equinox. There you got a period of where there is more dark than there is light. So it gets darker earlier. So it's all rooted in astronomy. So these concepts, because the people aren't taught the astronomical and geometrical origin of these concepts, you know, fear is projected. They actually think it's destruction and death, you know, that some, some entity is going to get them, but it's not that at all. So these concepts are rooted in astronomy and geometry. Let's look at the let's go let's look at the black robes, the black robes that the judges use. Now Saturn is the planet that governs discipline. You know, judge, the black robe. So discipline there. Alright, so more focus. Focus energy. So that's what that so that's what that concept builds with with Saturn. Now you have the goat, the Baphomet symbol, the Baphomet symbol used in the Eastern star, half man, half goat. So Baal, B-A-L-L, in Egyptian, where you have that, the, the goat being a symbol of fertility. And this is why it's tied to the Eastern star, because the goat is an ancient symbol of fertility. But once again, the, con- the ancient concepts have been distorted and buried. So it's there, but it has been distorted. So once you're looking at the Baphomet, now let's look at the word Lucifer. The word Lucifer, in, in coming from the Latin, is the Latin word for light bearer. And deriving from the Greek phosphorus, phosphorus, light bearer. That's light bearer in Greek. Lucifer is light bearer in Latin. So the, plant, the word Lucifer denotes the planet Venus. The planet Venus is the brightest star in the sky, or brightest, brightest planet in the sky. Now, the brightest star in the sky is Sirius. So it also can, be, also can associate Sirius, because that Sirius is the brightest star in the sky, as, as planet Venus is the brightest planet in the sky. Now, one of the books that uh, you can look at is called the 
The Egyptian Masonic Satanic Connection by David L. Carrico, uh, C-A-R-R-I-C-O. That's the Egyptian Masonic Satanic Connection by David L. Carrico. Just want to give people some references in which they can they can go on, you know, so I can um, you know, take them to another level. Now, also you're looking at now. Let's go into uh, there's another book too, Albert Churchwood. This is a very good book, Albert Churchwood in the Arcana of Freemasonry. That's the, that's A R C A N A of Freemasonry, the Arcana of Freemasonry. And he also talks about the the Egyptian origin of the word Satan. And I've said before that the that sound can be used to stimulate the higher brain frequency. It also can be used to dull the senses. In nineteen forty, the musical scale, the ancient musical scale was changed. Now, the ancient musical scale, you had someone called Sophagio, and he actually unearthed, unearthed the knowledge of the ancient musical scale. And what our ancestors did was we understood sound and how sound can be used to activate the DNA and the pineal gland. Well, in the United States, European Occupational Colonial Government, in 1953, throughout the world, in concert, changed the ancient musical scale to the modern musical scale that's taught in these schools. Now, the, there, one thing you can get, the Beethoven and Haydn and other classical musicians were more close to the ancient musical scale. And so this is why I would suggest that you go get classical, you listen to classical music because the classical music will actually assist in stimulating the DNA and pineal gland. Now, it's very important. Let's look at this. You have the scales. You have up, re, me, ra, so, la, and the, the changes actually affect the thought. And what they did was, and it's changing the scales, it actually unveils with this unity, this harmony, and that this fighting, that this aggression, and 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 fighting that we have among our, our, our that's among our people. You know that has a the music has a big influence on that. So we definitely have to, you know, go back to the ancient or on earth or teach the ancient musical scale so that we can. That would be one of the ways in which we can stimulate the conscience of our people by <clears throat> very, music. Very interesting but, that you would mention that. And um, me and a uh, brother that's often featured on this program named Ra Koo, he is the head of an organization called, called the Cosmo Physicians. And they look at the birth chart, the natal chart, of all things and determine a uh, pattern of behavior and a celestial indication of what particular role that thing might play out in accordance with his, his, his date of birth and the energy that will fix 
you know, at the time of their entry onto this planet. So we just mm-hmm. recently casted a chart for hip hop, utilizing the date that has been provided, the date that has been mired in much controversy, and that is August 11th, 1973, um, 9 p.m. This is the date provided by Cool Herc as the inception point of hip hop. Not the conception point, but the, the inception point. Um, this is when he had a party, a birthday party for his sister. And when we cast the chart, it clearly indicated that under that particular um, celestial arrangement, that hip-hop was predestined to go down the, the arc of violence that has been prescribed to it is all within, you know what I'm saying, it's it's predestiny, right? Right. It's, it's misogyny. It's fixed within its predestiny, based on where the planets were at at the time of its inception. So what I'm saying is, if something is fixed based on that date, that date of inception, you know what I'm saying? Can those things be changed? Can we go back to another quote unquote way without abandoning the way of that music? You know what I'm saying? Because that's a vibration. The planet seems to be somewhat locked into. I came from a hip hop festival this weekend in the Bay Area, and you know, hip hop by far, you know, to me represents the best idea of what we try to get to when we talk about the Moors in antiquity. When we talk about yeah. the Moors when they were abroad and they represented this open door policy of culture and civilization being able to mingle and mesh as long as certain rules, codes, and dictates would follow. You know, hip-hop abides by somewhat of the same rules, and it represents a galactic family. It would be virtually impossible to pry it from the magnetism that it it participates in and brings all people together. How can you be (laughs) of a separate mind and, and, you know, a canopy such as hip-hop Everybody, you know, slave to the rhythm. So, I just wanted to point that out. You know, well, that's a good, that's absolutely a good point. Definitely a good point. You know, and uh, looking at the uh, vibrations and the and the importance that that music plays in society, and then how it can be used to control masses of people. You know, by yes. simply changing the musical scale. And that's in which, and that's how they've done it. They changed the ancient, altered the ancient musical scale, and created a new one. And to control, right. and the purpose, the purpose was to control. You know, you can you're controlling millions of people, even controlling their buying patterns. You know, they, yes. you know so it's not just for mere control, but to use them. So they can control their buying patterns for industry. There's always a connection right. industry. Well, yeah, syncopation, you know, puts people under hypnosis. Yes. So if 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 you have a syncopated beat, and then you know you have these particular programs prearranged on a on a on a pattern or a scale that they're setting their music up on now, it's completely you know what I'm saying, hypnotizing that person that's already 
been their their consumer mind has been structured by society to begin with. Now they're just waiting for the order or the charge and the four four beat that they provide us, that's a military marching beat. So they march people to the stores. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When this country's yes. about to go to war, what's the first thing that they say to the to the civilians or the you know, the people that are the onlookers? They say, Calm down, calm down, calm down. We're gonna drop some bombs. You just yep. go out and buy some things, okay? Exactly. Macy's exactly. having a sale this weekend. Just for you. Calm down. Exactly. Calm down. And the people do it. <laughs> just grab that food. Have food right. And the people do it. Now, now, I said, please continue. Yes. Uh, uh, one. Now, the number 33, let's look at the number 33. The number 33 is a master number. And in the lies or have they used the number thirty-three? They preserve the number thirty-three as an honorary degree, and rightfully so, because it's a very powerful number in relationship to the frequency of the earth. So these, you know, these numbers are very key, you know, into the frequency of the earth. Now, on the back of the Federal Reserve note, you have the ego. The 33, you have 33 harmonics in the music. You have 33 harmonics and 32 over overtones. Now, this is encoded on the back of the Federal Reserve note. Now, the eagle has 33 feathers on the left and 32 feathers on the right. Hmm. 33 harmonics, 32 home, overtones. So that knowledge of the musical music sound is encoded right there. Right in front of your face. Now, there's a in the movie. I, I recommend people go out and get the movie, The Man of Steel. Superman, The Man of Steel. In that movie, the, the number 33 is emphasized. In fact, Superman is 33 years old. And what happens during that movie is those from Krypton were trying to take over the Earth, but what they had to do was change the frequency of the earth to match the frequency of Krypton so they can actually live on earth. And there was a, there, they had some device that they were using beaming down from, beaming down to the earth, and they were actually changing the frequency. Boom! And you actually see the cars lifting up, and you had, they were actually changing the frequency of earth. So understanding how the, this earth vibrates, the frequency of the earth is 7.8 degrees hertz based on the discharge of electricity, and the number 33 is tied to that. So this is why the number 33 is so important in masonry. Revered, as I said before, they actually set aside the number 33 as an honorary degree. But this is what I'm saying is understanding what masonry really, really, really is. You know, taking it from a taking it from the last perspective to civilization. How does this number 33 tie to the frequency of the earth? So this is, so this is the approach from which I've, I've taken and found that this approach to be very, rather successful. So go out and get the number, the movie Man is Still, and, you add, and pay attention to the number 33 and the frequency, the change of the frequency of the earth, because that's, that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to raise our kundalini energy to change the frequency 
of the earth. Now, what we did was the Germans in, 19, in 1932 hired Near Eastern scholars to translate the Vaga Vita and other Vedic texts to German. And what the Germans, the Germans rose to be the leaders in mind science. Mind science technology is ancient. The computer has nothing over us. There's no computer that can, is bigger than your mind. The problem is, is that our frequency is low. We have to increase our frequency, and this is where you see the snakes and on statues, the Uraeus in Egypt, the, the, the Caduceus, and you see snakes and the few statues where the snakes and the dragons are actually there, and then you'll actually see them com- coming, from, coming from the spine, all right, seven and nine, Cambodia, Vietnam, Hindustan, Japan, China, you'll see uh, Egypt, Mexico, you'll actually see the emphasis on the snake, and the snake was revered. You don't see, you won't see ancient statues where they're drawing a snake, where they're cutting the snake up. You actually see that the snake is actually revered because the, the snake representing the two points, the transition, the transformation, and the typical nature of time also representing the activation of the Kundalini energy and also meaning why. So feel free, my brothers and sisters, to call me a snake anytime you want. I am a snake wise man. The Europeans distorted that and have gotten you thinking, change your mind to think that the snake means evil, deceiver. So when you so when you call and you want to convey the idea of deception, you use the word snake. That's a distortion. So we're actually we're actually suppressing, we're actually throwing that energy, that distorted energy onto our culture, not knowing it. And so this is another way in which we're controlled through words. They just they apply connotative meaning to words, train our minds. Indoctrinate us to, to the connotated meaning, and we ourselves suppress our own minds. So we, so we suppress the culture, disconnect from the culture, because we refer to a snake as the seeker. When a snake has, was never referred to that in ancient civilization, worldwide. As I said, there's, there's one culture. So we're looking at this, the, the snake and how that is used. Now, going, going back understanding the frequency of the earth. Now, you also have the, the phoenix bird, the eagle, and the snake, as I said, is a symbol of transformation and the cyclical nature of time. Looking at the purpose of this lecture, this, this, um, this block talk, um, our presentation, and having you see what masonry is and its connection to civilization, it's not just something that they're, that they're studying this, uh, you know, but it's actually tied to civilization and government and governance itself. We're looking at time. Reckoning time was the number one primary focus in the ancient society. If you don't know what time it is, you can't govern the society. What do I mean by that? Calendar. Now, to make a calendar, you must have the knowledge of astronomy and geometry. 
navigation, to navigate ships, map making, all based in, that knowledge is based in astronomy, trigonometry and astronomy and, and geometry. Most, the mass of the people, if you were to just ask, randomly pull someone off the street and ask them what, what knowledge base, what science is used to make a calendar. They're going to be, huh, huh, huh? They don't have, they don't have a clue. They, have, they don't have a clue that a calendar is tied to astronomy. I have a clue at all. Let's look at a map. They don't have a clue that a map is tied to astronomy. Without this knowledge, you can't. You can't. So therefore, you can't guide your society. You can't build a civilization. You can't maintain a civilization. You can't guide your destiny. And this is why the Europeans, Masons, and Eastern stars distorted masonry because they don't want the founders of civilization, the founders of masonry, in us to guide our destiny to control civilization, to guide our destiny, and to deal with civilization principles. So masonry deals with civilization principles. There's a phrase in the Declaration of Independence, laws of nature, law of nature, and nature's God. That principle was passed down to us, to the Europeans. We taught the Europeans what masonry is, it's astronomy, geometry, trigonometry, and understanding how to use this knowledge for practical reasons to govern yourself, be able to talk to reckon time. You know, let's look at the concept of the, the skull and bones. Now, the skull and crossbones, most of the general public worldwide, when they see it, they're afraid, you know, because we don't know the origin of it. Now, in Egypt, you'll see huge statues where the arms are crossed and they have an aunt in each hand. And in the Masonic, in Masonic ritual, they'll have the arms crossed and their heads are tilted, lifted to the sky, lifting, lifting, looking at the sky or ceiling. And with that representing the cross, cross, you have the tropical cross, the St. Andrew's cross, and the St. George's cross. Now you have the tropical, the tropical cross or earth cross, and you have the galactic cross. Now the intersection of those takes place over 12, every 12,920 years. You have the intersection of the galactic cross and the tropical cross. So that's where, that, that's where that skull and crossbones concept is originated based in astronomy. It's based in time marking, timekeeping. So our ancestors understand that there's various time cycles, and we charted various time cycles so that we could understand different calamities that would take place, knowing, using, using, building, making a calendar so that we can eat, knowing when to plant, marking the planting season, marking the harvest season. So it was practical knowledge, practical everyday knowledge. So with this foresight, with this knowledge of timekeeping, reckoning time, we can, we can know where their huge calamities will take place in a particular area of the world. 
because you have these, these cycles that repeat, 500-year cycles, 19-year, number 19, 19-year 19 cycle, 40-year cycles, 2,150, 60-year cycles, and age. You also you have the concept of your great year, the great year 25,920 years divided by four, 6,420. Now, the Royal Arc Masons coat of arms, you have the bull, lion, eagle, and man. And what that represents, those that's an astronomical marker, those represent the great year, the four great seasons. As I said, 25,920 years divided by four gives you your four great seasons. So they actually have that. Also, the, the Sphinx is an astronomical marker. The Sphinx, the lion, the reason why the lion is used, and you look at the Europeans, particularly focus on the lion, because the lion is an astronomical marker. Over 2,000 years ago, the sun rose in Leo during the summer solstice. Today, it rises, what, the sun is in, rises in, sets in what? Cancer during the summer solstice. That wasn't always the case. You have what's called the precession of the equinoxes. Every 2,152 years, the vernal equinox moves 30 degrees in retrogression. So now, yep. so now you hear 2,000 years ago, it was the sun was in Leo during the summer solstice in retrogression now. We're looking at retrogression. So it's not, it's not Leo Virgo. No, it's retrogression. Leo Cancer. So you have the, you have the Sphinx, which is the astronomical marker, marking the summer solstice and winter solstice 2,000 years ago. So 2,000 years ago, the sun rose in Aquarius during the, summer, during the winter solstice. Today it's in Capricorn. So that's what that Sphinx represents, an astronomical marker. Our ancestors were geniuses. We laid the knowledge. Nothing's lost. Nothing's lost. The knowledge, the astronomical markers, time cycles, are actually encoded in statues. Swala, swala, dila, bitch. In the temple of man, get the book, the temple in man, Swala Dila Bits, what he did was he, dis he discovered that by measuring the temple of Abu Simba, that the, the nose, the measurement of the nose, the body part, ears, fingers, hands, and so forth, so shaped the measurement, the astronomical measurement. And then you also have the, what's called metrology, the layout of cities. John Michel, Richard Heath, dealing with the focus of metrology and what, and what they discovered in measuring the long-distance measures of a temple of buildings in a particular area, how they would measure one building to another building, Stonehenge and so forth, and they, would discover, they actually discovered that this is astronomical knowledge, that the, that the measurements relate to the circumference Diameter, radius of the earth, moon, and sun. As the word geometry means earth measure. So our answer is nothing's lost. This is why that compass and square is so important. This is why the Europeans use the compass and square and put it on buildings. 
because embodied, that compass is square, represents an embodiment of the knowledge of astronomy and geometry. That is the knowledge in which we use to build civilization. We reckon time, understanding time cycles. So we preserve this knowledge in the layout of cities, in the architectural measurement of buildings. So you look at you in the architectural measurement of buildings, you will see that they're coded in the, the measurements measurement themselves are astronomical knowledge. Nothing's lost. Knowledge is not lost. This is why that reminder, that compass is square, that compass is square is your reminder. That's where that's the embodiment of the knowledge, astronomy and geometry. So you need the knowledge of astronomy and geometry, which is encoded in your DNA. It's already there. That is the foundation of our culture. There's only one culture. This knowledge, one world civilization, one world culture. And we've been we've been indoctrinated to believe that there are many cultures, that there are many races, that there are many civilizations. The continuation of the ancient civilization based on the same knowledge. So the Europeans use this mental war strategy, divide and conquer, through distorted concepts of the term by creating the term multiculture. Got any thinking that there's many cultures, creating the modern concept of race, distorting, not knowing that we are brothers and sisters worldwide and we have a common blood, common ancestry, same culture. So you have the modern concept of race developed by Carl Linnaeus, Francois Bernier, Johann Stephen Blumenbach, which actually the purpose was the violent conquer. So the European maintains power because we, because we think more is classified as Spanish and more is classified as Negro color black are fighting each other, not knowing that they're the same people. Not knowing that they're the same people. There's no difference at all. It's the same people. So this is the whole concept of divide. You can divide and conquer, divide the people against themselves by creating distorted concepts and getting them and indoctrinating them from a child, not an age, but these distorted concepts, you can rule for a long period of time. And they have been successful and been ruling for quite some time. But the jig is up. So let's let's continue to raise our people and giving them the proper concept, you know, of masonry. And, and, and I said at the onset of the show is that my focus with Moors and Masonry is to go out and literally reach out to our brothers and sisters in the lodge. And I want to thank Brother Newby, Robert, Honorable Robert J. Newby, 33rd degree, Master Mason for assisting me, Brother uh, uh, Bob, for assisting me, and I really, and I really appreciate that, and, and reaching out so that we can, you know, so that I can make the connection with our brothers and sisters. And in the past, I, like I said, I've been indoctrinated to believe, and I, and I, and I really wasn't in that circle. You know, they didn't even seek, didn't even care about being in that circle. You know, because it's just been, it was constantly thrown at me that you know they they already know 
you know, they, they're about, you know, suppressing our people. And, and I just had a different, you know, different insight on that now. All right, so that, that's where I'm at now and just uh, continue, with, continue with this. Now, you're looking at the ancient civilization. Let's continue. That was called the Boaz and Jochum. Now, Boaz, Boaz and Jochum, the two pillars, and you actually will see these two pillars at, on churches. It's, it's actually two high points, and that's representing the Boaz and Jochum. And what that represents is the lunar, lunar solar calendar. Now, the lunar, the lunar, the Boaz being the sun, the solar calendar, and Jochum being the lunar calendar. Now, you're looking at how the sun, as you know, that the moon revolves around the earth 28 times, 20, 28 days, 13 times, while the earth is revolving around the sun. Now, you have that, that motion with the earth's tilt creates your seasons. Now, you have the the 28, 28 times 13 gives you your three, 364 days plus the one. Now, that 364 days is tied to Sirius, the dog star, because the Sirius, the dog star, the cycle of Sirius 365 days. And so this is where the 365, 364 one-quarter day comes in. You're also with your, your moon, your, your moon cycles. And the series. So this this number three hundred sixty four and three hundred sixty five did not originate with the Europeans. The calendar that you're using today is not the Gregorian calendar. It's not the Julian calendar. The Europeans didn't develop a calendar. You can't show me a calendar developed by the Europeans. And once it, it's just not, a, it's not a, you know, like I said, we don't have enough astronomical knowledge. So we, you know, they said that Julian developed some calendar. No. They were pre, what they did was they took a pre-existing lunar calendar, solar calendar, Egyptian calendar, different astronomical charts, Copernicus in 1610, he actually made some modifications from Egyptian astronomical tables, but they themselves did not. Now, to develop a calendar, what's involved in that? Let's talk about, going back to the purpose of this presentation, civilization, masonry, civilization, government, and governance. To make a calendar, you have to first chart the stars. You don't, it's not just about some bunch of dates. The, the masses of people are not aware of this at all. They have no clue what goes on into calendar making. So you need knowledge of, of astronomy and geometry. You, you, you are charting the stars. You're measuring the distance of the stars. Now let's go, and, and including with this is the symbol that the Royal Art Masons use. The symbol that the Royal Art Masons use is a circle. Within the circle, you have a triangle. Within the triangle, you have what's called a triple tau. 
a triple towel. You have what I tell you, have your ankh, all right, that bar, that horizontal and vertical bar, that's your towel, and the circle above it, that oval above it representing, all right, that circle or the, the sphere. So you're looking at spherical trigonometry, the knowledge of spherical trigonometry. Now, spherical trigonometry is measuring, you have what's called plane trigonometry and spherical trigonometry. Now, when you're looking and when you're measuring stars and planets, you need, because it's a sphere, it's not flat. The, the, the planets, not, planets are not flat. Half, as you know, let's, let's look at that. Well, half of the time, half of the world is in darkness and half of the world is in light. It's daytime, half of the world, and it's nighttime in half of the world. Why? Because it's the, the earth is a sphere. But this is where the concept of spherical trigonometry comes in, measuring angles on a sphere. So that's what that's representing there. Now, the triple tau, they have your, tri your triangle representing trigonometry, your, your three, three angles. Now, the triple tau, 19, tau is the 19th letter of the Greek alphabet. 19 times 3 is 57. Now, where's the number 57? A radian equals 57 degrees. When you're in, in trigonometry, what you learn to do is measure angles by radian. Now, before you get in geometry, you learn to measure angles by degrees. But that's one way in which you can measure angles. But you would also measure angles by radian. And that's what they use in astronomy, navigation, so forth. And measuring angles, learn how to measure angles by radian. Now, you also, now the concept of the royal arc, royal arch, A-R-C-H. Check this out. Archangel, archangel. Well, the archangel. Well, the concept of the archangel is actually archangel. When you're looking at, you're drawing, once you, and I, like I said, I've done the presentation, PowerPoint presentation, so I actually have to actually create these images in your mind. You're going to draw a circle and you're going to draw in a point, put a dot, a point, point within a circle. It's another concept in, in masonry. Point within a circle and you're going to draw, all right, a triangle right, so you can have your arc. So you have your arc because you measure, when you start studying the terminologies used in Astronomy, you will learn that stars are measured in arc of separation. So you have your, so you have two stars, and they're looking at what is the distance between these two stars. So uh, what is the arc of separation? So the term arch angel is actually arc angle, angle of separation. It's there, but in front of your face. It's but it's encoded. So now we have to break the code. What does it really mean? How does it tie to civilization, government, and governance? All right. Any, you, uh, you want to open the floor for questions? you have questions before I go um, on, brother? Are you there with me? 
Yeah, I want you to continue um, pretty All much. Right. I just I just want to make yeah. sure that if you wanted me to, do you have a question before I continue? I think that you're doing Anything perfect, that... brother. Yeah, All right, I want no you problem. to continue. And then upon, you know, completion of that, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to build on it. All right, no, all right, no problem. So let's 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 continue. All right. So I gave you so I guess so I gave you so I gave you that in looking at how does that work. Now let's look at the the word the etymology the etymology of the word Solomon. And interesting here. Now you have you're looking at three different languages. Sol S O L Latin Om O M or A-U-M, or O-M in this case, is Sanskrit, and on, O-N, is Egyptian. They all mean sun. However, let's look at this. Let's look at the, the Trinity. The Trinity comes in place that the word sun, soul, denotes the rising sun. On, O-M, denotes the sun at its highest point. And on, O-N, Egyptian word for sun, denotes the setting sun. So you have the rising sun, the sun at its highest point, and the setting sun. That's your concept of your trinity there. Also in the trinity, you have your carnal point, your fixed, and your mutable. So the concept of trinity is rooted in nature. Solid, liquid, and gas. And then also looking at triangulation and, and, and how you use that understanding triangulation there, needing to, in order to find a third point, you need two points to find a third point. So as long as you have two points, you can find a third point. Now, looking at, continuing with that, you have what's called Continue with the marking of time, you have the checkerboard floor. Now, the checkerboard floor, and you see in the lodge where there's a checkerboard floor and there's a altar with three triangles, three huge long triangles or, 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 count, or, or candlesticks, and the candlesticks actually form a triangle. And what that, what that represents once again, it's measurement. You're looking at the, the path of the sun. So as the sun casts a shadow, all right, the sun casts a shadow. And then so you, you have the parent path of the sun casting shadow and light, shadow and light. So representing, so you have the, the black and white tiles representing that shadow and light. Now, depending on how long the, the determining the determined time you measure the length of the shadow. By measuring the length of the shadow, you can determine what time of day it is or what time of year it is. Groundhog Day, whether Groundhog sees his shadow or not sees his shadow. Oh, that's so silly. Wow, why do they have this Groundhog Day, man? Some Groundhog seeing their shadow. Once again, we'll understand astronomy and what does it really represent. The path of the sun and the distance, the measuring the distance of the shadow, determining how close you are to spring. That's what that represents. So there's a purpose there. Once again, time, 
reckoning time. Why? For governance, knowing when the planting season is, knowing when the harvest season is, knowing when calamity is about to take place, catastrophe. Reckoning time is a practical reason. It was not just to do it, to be doing it, for practical civilization purposes. And this is what masonry really, really, truly is, not to worshiping anything. So that concept of worshiping, we we understood our connection with nature. So it was not so much a concept of worshiping out of ignorance, but giving reverence to nature out of knowledge, knowledge. So we so we understood our tie to the universe. So the way the Europeans convey is that we were some some, some some stargazers. Stargazers. That means nothing. Looking up in the sky as stars means nothing. What are you going to do with that knowledge? What are you going to do after you looked up in the sky and point out the different stars? What are you going to do with that knowledge? What you're going to do is make a calendar with it. You're going to make a calendar so you know to use for agriculture purposes, knowing when to plant, knowing when to harvest. You're going to what? Make a map. Make a map with this so that you can navigate. All right? Mm, that's what you're going to do with that knowledge. You're not going to just look up in the sky and a bunch of stars. You're going to apply that knowledge in civilization to navigate ships, to make calendar, so that you know what time it is for planting and harvesting. It's practical. This is masonry. I'm just breaking it down, my brothers and sisters, so that we can be not so we do not be fear. I want us to align with masonry. And to get you to align with mainstream, I have to present it in a practical manner. If I can do this in a practical manner, you will align with masonry. And this is why I'm going to come with this vaguity, this spookism, because it's not that. The Europeans did that to keep you from it so that they can continue to rule your land and your birthright. That's why it was done. So providing clarity it's important. I want to thank Red Pill and Blue Pill for having me on this show as a vehicle so that I can use, be used as a vehicle, a conduit in which we can unite our people and particularly connect with more classified as liberal, colored, black, Spanish, who are, who are lives initiated Masons and Easter Stars, so that we can raise them from a dead level to a living perpendicular so that they can be involved in this Moorish movement. The purpose is to get our brothers and sisters who are in the lodges and active in this national and sovereign affairs, that they don't have to bow down to Europeans. The Europeans need our permission to what our more says. They need our permission. We don't need their permission to what our more says. Absolutely not. The Europeans need our permission to put the copies of square on the building. The Europeans need our permission to wear the apron. Let's get this, let's straighten this out. We're going to get this straight now. We're going to get this concept straight. We don't need right. that permission. They need our permission. Can you, can you speak of some tangible proof and evidence in the historical record that speaks of a time in which 
they were under our tutelage, and these, these, this knowledge and these tools were handed to them. Can you speak on moments in history when that particular interfacing was taking place? All right. Well, what I, what I, yes, what I will speak on is that where the time period in which Europeans, where we had political and economic influence over European powers. During the 15 and 1800s, there are treaties, there are tribute treaties. You look up the various tribute treaties where Spain, Portugal, the Netherlands, England, and France were all paying tribute to Morocco. And they were paying annual tribute to Morocco so that they would receive free taxes unmolested in the seas. We also seized their ships, thousands of their ships, and received hundreds of thousands of Europeans. I'm showing you that we had political and economic influence over the, over the, over the European powers. It wasn't where, you know, period of time... Where that, where that concept is that the Europeans always had dominance over us. That's actually not the case. Absolutely not the case. And you also with Thomas Jefferson, he had he asked Thomas Jefferson had actually a Bible and a, and a Quran, but that doesn't. What, what is the Quran? Is that it's a star book as well as the Bible? Absolutely so. Indeed. So that's so that's the, so was so was there a was there is there evidence of a political connection, you know, evidence where we the Moors had political influence over European power? Absolutely so. And even George Washington's letter, when he wrote the letter to Muhammad Ibn Abdullah, dated December first, seventeen eighty nine, he thanked the Sultan, Muhammad Ibn Abdullah, his a pure majesty, royal monarch. And sovereign grand commander, those titles belong to us. Royal monarch, the title royal monarch is used by the mystic order of the bell prophet of the enchanted realm. The sovereign, the title sovereign grand commander is used by the 33rd degree, Scottish right order. The title imperial potentate is used by the shriners. Those titles belong to us. Those titles are in government and governance. Those are official Moorish dominant titles that actually tie to his imperial majesty, the Sultan. So they, the Europeans, actually take on these titles as honorary titles, but they actually titles belong to us. So his imperial right. majesty recognized the United States in 1777. George Washington, in his letter, the day of December 1st, 1789, thanked the Sultan for recognizing the United States and apologize for not keeping up with regular correspondence and tribute payments and to also for recognizing and honoring the Treaty of Peace and Friendship in 1787. It took a period of 10 years from 1777 to 1787 to negotiate that Treaty of Peace and Friendship. That Treaty of Peace and Friendship was a monumental task for the Europeans. Because the Europeans... They wanted, because they could not keep up with the tribute payments, they wanted a lasting treaty of peace and friendship and commerce 
and that they succeeded. That was that was that came to fruition in June of seventeen eighty six as his pure majesty signed the Treaty of Peace and Friendship in that on in that month. So that was very important that this information has been covered up. It's not taught in public it's not taught in the schools. You know, though there are European scholars who have written about this, but it's not taught to the general public though. You know, right. so that's that's the key there. And so kids, why do they keep this covered up? Because they did not want any information out there in the public, in the schools, that there was a diplomatic and political relationship between the Moroccan Empire and the European powers. Our children don't even know, they're not even aware of this at all, not even aware of the nationality more, where the political activity, the Treaty of Peace and Friendship, as stated by Barack Obama, in June of 2010, by Bill Clinton in 2000, by Hillary Clinton, they all stated that the longest-standing unbroken treaty in the world is the treaty of peace between the treaty of peace and friendship, the treaty of peace and friendship between Morocco and the United States. So, since this is a very important document, why is it not taught in the schools? Why isn't there a display at the Constitution Center almost right. $300,000, $300 million was used to build the Constitution Center and not one display? All right, so I just wanted to, you know, provide that information to the general public, you know, oh, to no, show that, that there is a there is a political, that the Morocco and the European powers had extensive Diplomatic and political activities dating back to the 1500s. Queen Elizabeth and Ishmael, Muali Ishmael, where in 1588, there was a diplomatic relationship between Queen Elizabeth I before the first English colony on our land. Any, any further, further questions? Uh, brother Please. Groove. Yes, brother. One question. Will you be able to man the boards by any chance? I'm experiencing uh, some issues with the computer. It's a little slow. It's a little okay. Slow. You asking have... me? Oh, no, no, no. no this no, is no, just no. for blue. Dealing with the uh, the call queue when we allow our uh, callers in, you're gonna. Oh, have to I got you. I got you. I said you asked me. I'll be all right. I didn't understand. All right. Yes. I don't have my power source with me, Blue, and my computer just uh-huh. went down. So right. um, yeah, I gotta pull it up. All right. But please continue, brother. You're doing an excellent job. Uh, I definitely oh, want to commend thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, now, going back to the checkerboard floor and what's, and what's tied to that, what's on the checkerboard floor is you have a the Masonic altar. The Masonic altar used to be a one cube, now it's two cubes, and you had the three candlesticks. Now, the, the, what's the, to form what's called two cubes, called doubling the cube. So that's cube square. So they actually doubled the cube. And the cube is an Egyptian 
unit of measure. So that's again that's 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 representing measurement again. So now so you're using the ancient ancient unit measure, that's what a cube is, and then also the three candlesticks, the three candlesticks representing the triangulation and also the the celestial conjunction that takes place on July fourth. Now keep in mind that there are there are ancient sites throughout the world that are aligned with the summer solstice. And this is why Leo, the lion, the lion is emphasized. Lion, Paul, lion, Paul, it's astronomy. So the lion, Paul, you actually see a lot of masons will use that have poked the lion's paw, but that lion's paw representing the temples, different ancient sites being aligned with the summer solstice. As I said before, the sphinx representing an astronomical marker, the lion representing where the sun was in Leo during the summer solstice. So that referring to that astronomical marker before the sun was in, goes into cancer during the summer solstice, but that was not always the case. As you know, you have to what's called the procession of the equinoxes. We're doing that again for the audience. Every 2,152 years, the brilliant equinox moves 30 degrees in retrogression. It moves one degree every 72 years. Rule of 72, in, in accounting, we have what's called the rule of 72. Well, that ties to astronomy. Every, every, every 72 years, the vernal equinox moves one degree. It moves 30 degrees every 2,052 years. So let me give you, give, you some, give you some knowledge of the rule of 72 and where they get that number 72 from. So going, looking at the, on July 4th, which is your holiday, July 4th is your holiday. It's called the Egyptian New Year. July 4th, you have what's called the celestial conjunction. And, and in masonry, they have what's called the winding staircase. The celestial conjunction where you have Orion, which is a constellation of three stars, Taurus, constellation of five stars, Pallades, the constellation of seven stars, and the all-seeing eye right above the staircase, which is Sirius, the dog star. Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. So the winding staircase, the first set steps, you have three steps, three stairs representing Orion, five set of steps, Taurus, that's called Taurus, is a constellation of five stars, seven sets, sets of stairs is Pallades, constellation of seven stars. That's your winding staircase. It's an astronomical marker again. And then you have your triangulation. You set your telescope to see Sirius. Rising above the obelisk, you set your telescope at 33 degrees, number 33 again, set your telescope at 30 degrees to see that, the arc, so you can actually see Sirius rise above the, rise above the obelisk. So you have your triangulation of the White House, the Moorish Palace, the obelisk or Tekken, and the Capitol building. And now you form that triangulation. So you have those, those three stars that actually... Set there, so you have, that's what those three candlesticks represent. So you have the three candlesticks on the checkerboard floor, and you have your measurement arc, your cube, or your Masonic altar, which is actually with now two cubes 
was called doubling the cube, but it was actually originally one cube. So that's what that deals with. So just dealing with the practice, practical knowledge of what masonry actually is. So that's moving right along with this. Now there's a book called The Lost Science of Measuring the Earth. The Lost Science of Measuring the Earth by Robin Heath. That's R-O-B-B-I-N Heath, H-E-A-T-H, and John Michelle, M-I-T. H M I T C H E L L. Another book, Sacred Number and the Origins of Civilization. Sacred Number and the Origins of Civilization. The Unfolding of History through the Mystery of, of Number by Richard Heath, who's the brother of Robin Heath, published by Inner Trans, Trans, uh, Tradition. The ISB number is 159. Four seven seven one three one six. Repeat that. One five nine four seven seven one three one six. Once again, that title is the Sacred Number and the Origins of Civilization: The Unfolding of History Through the Mystery of Number. Let's go now. Going back to that compass of square again, and how that compass of square is important in civilization. Not a mere symbol. It's not a mere symbol that they put on the building. You know, it's a Masonic symbol. No, 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 no. Use a a focal point of measurement, which we use to build civilization, to govern our society. For to govern our society with the knowledge of astronomy, where we can keep time. So being able to determine time and to measure the cycles, the various planetary cycles and star cycles. And so you have the different cycles, 500-year, 400-year cycle, 19-year cycle, 2,160, 52 years. You have the great year, which is actually 12 ages, which is 25,920 years. It actually means you break that down. You break that down to its lowest common denominator, 72 years, because the vernal equinox moves one degree every 72 years. Then you even break that down to the ages, 2,100, 2,152 years. Now, keep in mind, also, looking at how these numbers relate to the measurement of the Earth, Moon, and Sun. The diameter of the moon is 180 miles, 108 miles. The diameter of the moon is 108 miles. Why 108? Mm, just keep in mind. Now, now I, I apologize, y'all. 1,080 miles. The diameter of the moon is 1,080 miles. Now, you was called fractal. It's called fractal when you actually drop that last zero. So it's called fractal. You drop in that last zero. Now, there's, uh, there's 180 rosy beads, and the, the, long, the long beads that, that actually are placed on the, on the hip, you actually see the priests and nuns where these long rosy beads was 108, 108 beads. And that 108 beads represents the diameter of the, of the moon, of the, the radius of the moon, which is 1,080 degrees, uh, miles. So now... 
also the 108 representing the periodic number for silver, which is 108. So how these numbers are correlated, it's not a, it's not a coincidence how these numbers are correlated. So, this is, so you're looking at the importance of the moon again and the number 108. Any further questions before I, before I continue? Now, one thing I want to uh, talk about is the Ptah, the seat of Ptah. We, we, we rule the world. We rule the world. To, the, the, the Europeans sit on our seat of rule. And the, our seat of rule is the seat of St. Peter's. The seat of St. Peter's is actually the seat of Ptah. You do the etymology, et Peter is derived from the Egyptian, Ptah. Even Buddha, the word Buddha, the word Buddha is a cognate of Ptah. So we have Buddha and Ptah are cognates. Looking at etymology here. So the Europeans, the Pope sits on your seat, your throne of rulership, the seat of Ptah, which is the seat of St. Peter's. On this rock, I shall build my church. On this rock, I shall build my church. Also, keep before I go into that, Peter is referring to stonemasonry. So we're looking at stonemasonry, looking at building, measurement. On this church, I shall build, on this rock, I shall build my church. The word church means circle, which is a zodiac. Now you're looking at, if you're looking at ancient sites, as I said before, ancient sites are aligned with the summer, summer sources. You have some of that aligned with the winter sources. Others are aligned with the vernal equinox and autumnal equinox. So looking at, you're doing this measurement you have here, looking at the, that, that rock representing that stone, the Kaaba, Kaaba means cube. And I said before, cube is a Egyptian unit of measurement. And so this is, it's, it's, these are symbols that they use to preserve the knowledge of measurement. It's all about measurement. You, you measure to determine, to reckon time. It's all about practical knowledge of preserving this knowledge and reckoning time for agriculture to measure the cycles of, of planetary star cycles to determine calamities or different catastrophes that may take place, knowing how, you know where we are in the cycles of time so that we can begin to evolve as a, as a nation of people. It's just practical knowledge. And it, you have any questions? Uh, please continue, brother. All right. No problem. Now, now, keep in mind that you have different numbers. The number the seven. The number six, look at the number seven. Now, the number six is the number of completion. Now the six is a is six is a master number as well because that phrase in the Bible, God created the earth in six days. 
The number is 666. If you multiply that number 6 times 6 times 6, it gives you an age. gives you the 2,152. So that's representing an age there. And then all, and also carbon, the number 666 related to carbon, 6 electrons, 6 protons, and 6 neutrons. If you're looking at the, the, the physics of carbon, so that number, we've been, we've been indoctrinated to believe that the number 666 is evil. So, when you, so, you, so the general public, when they hear that number, they have this fear and, and this, this spookiness around it. When you, when you begin to hear things, and so it's, it's just having the knowledge of what it is and beginning to understand how it relates to you. Now, also another spook concept that's been presented out there is called it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, actually, there's a book called it Friday the 13th and like, that came out in 1919. And the movie came, you know, uh, later. But it was actually based on the book Friday the 13th, the movie. Well, Friday the 13th, is, Friday is the planet Venus. And you see people say to you, Friday is a holy day. Friday is a day in which man was, was made to flesh. Now, what does that mean, though? Well, Friday, Frega, the old Norse word, you have Venus, Uranus, the Latin, is Venus. So the planet Venus, Venus being the largest planet in the sky, and the planet of Venus deals with the planet of fertility, fecundity. So when you talk about the concept of a man being made into flesh, it ties to the it, it makes sense once you understand the astronomy and astrology. That planet Venus being the planet of fertility. So tying to the tying to the woman. The fertility of woman. Now you're looking at the number thirteen, as I said before, the moon the moon cycles every twenty eight days. 13 times a year. The word moon means coming, means month. The word month actually means moon. There's 28 days in a month. 28 days times 13, it gives you 364 days. And this is where, once again, the 364 days and one quarter day ties in to the moon's moon as well as Sirius, the dog star. So just given these concepts of these, these, these different days, and also keep in mind, why question, and I'll give the answer. Why are fish fries on Friday? Why not Monday? Why not Thursday? Why Friday? Friday is the planet of fertility, Venus. Fish is an ancient symbol of fertility. That's why. That's why they have fish fries on Friday. Are you also aware that the word nun in Hebrew means moon? So once again, this is where moon. So fish is a symbol, ancient symbol, and, you also, and also representing the mystic of Pisces. So in the mystic of Pisces, you have two intersecting circles that have 
the same radius. Two intersecting circles that have the same radius forms what's called the Vista Pisces, and this knowledge, that Vista Pisces with the point in the circle, within the circle is used in building architecture. So they have been using this ancient knowledge that we passed down in architecture and, and designing buildings and designing cathedrals. And keep in mind and how they use this knowledge. There's a book called The Sun and the Church, Cathedrals Used as Observatories. The cathedrals themselves were used as observatory, observatory instruments themselves. There's church in Bologna in Europe, four churches, France, Italy, Germany. And one of the churches in Bologna where there was 4,500 observatories in the period of 200 years, 45 observatories, 4,500 observatories in the period of 200 years. There, there's a, it's called your meridian line that runs through the center of the church. And you have your sink for your hole where the sun actually emanates. The sun strikes there, shines there along this meridian line. Depending on the time of year, the sun, if it's the summer solstice, the sun will shine to the far left. The winter, if it's the vernal equinox or fall equinox, the shine, sun shines right in the middle on the, along, on the Millennium line. Now it's to the right. The sun shines on the during the winter solstice. The sun shines to the far right. Maybe you know what the time of year it is. So it's actually it's the building itself was designed as a observatory, and over 4,500 observatories were made in that in that in that in that building. So this knowledge of astronomy is huge. It is it is the foundation knowledge of civilization. You can't build civilization without this knowledge. And this is what masonry actually is. So without knowledge of masonry, you can't rule. You're not ruling anything. There's no way you can rule without this knowledge. It's not personal. It's based in knowledge. And so this is why they kept this from us. You know, they kept math from us. You know, math. So this because they don't want us to you know, understand the foundation of rulership. So, yes, we have to teach our people that they're not Negro colors black, and and we continue, we'll continue to do so, that we are deemed Moors. And, and so I'm just yeah. taking this opportunity to connect with Masons and Eastern Stars and the Lodges. If I can talk their language, which I can, I can align with them. And I knew that if I take took this approach and speak in their language, and I can break down many symbols and rituals and allegories, I can I can align with them. A lot of times, where the brothers and sisters who have who can't connect with Masons and Eastern Stars is that they don't know enough. They don't, you know, they a lot of times they're rejecting them. You know, why are you involved in a secret order? Why you well? They don't see it. They don't see it as that, because they they don't get the they don't get the true knowledge. They they're introduced to it by a friend or their their father or mother, 
you know, was in the lodge, and they see this opportunity for them to network. You know, they're not looking at it from the perspective of they're keeping secrets from the people. They're looking at the perspective of when they first go in, of networking. You know, I can get a better job. You know, I can you move ahead in, in, in you know, certain things. I can um, move move more freely in society than others if I, if I align. You know, this is a great system of brotherhood and sisterhood. That's how they're looking at it. And they... What they you can't rule with symbols, just having symbols on your on your shirt and your cars, you know. Can't rule with allegories. You can't rule with glyphs. You can't rule with dugards. That's the limitation of their knowledge. Dugards, right. allegories, wearing a hat, having the symbols on their cars. That's the you, you can't rule with that. That's that's you know so that's the key there, so understanding where they are and how to connect with them. You want to open up to uh, questions and answers? Yeah, we're about to do our meditation in about ten or eleven minutes. All right, uh, I didn't got this because actually I actually I didn't know how much time I had, so yeah, that's, that's why I, I kept would, I asking. Say, yeah. If you can make your, you know, if you could summarize, you know, make your summation. Summarize. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in about 10 minutes, then we could go to meditation. And when yes. we come back from that, we could go straight into question and answer segment, uh, you know, and that'll flow. So. All right. No problem. Well, once again, masonry is just wanted to do is give a a concise understanding of what masonry is and its connection to civilization, government, and governance, and how this knowledge is, is used to govern society and building society and maintaining you know, maintaining the society. And so this is my my approach in, in doing that. And I, I think I can be effective in doing so, viewing that time, reckoning time is the number one focal point in ancient society. We must, knowing what time it is so that we can, knowing, knowing when to plant, knowing when to harvest so that we can navigate ships, you know, charting, charting stars, using particular instruments and charting stars. One thing I didn't mention is that the cross is actually was used as an astronomical measuring device. When you're looking at what they were, a, an instrument, and actually a gauge in the center of the cross where you actually would gauge the, the distance of the stars. Also keep in mind that the cross, not originating with the Europeans, and Europeans have, have once again co-opted, distorted it, distorted its origin. So keep in mind that masonry is yours, that we are the founders of civilization, that you, where we actually taught the Europeans and we transferred the Moorish government into the hands of Europeans. And the Europeans to this day run 
the Moorish government as trustees, the United States being a European occupational colonial government that has currently have occupational rule over the Moorish land. The United States is not the sovereign government. Morocco is the sovereign government. The United States being an occupational rule and have trusteeship over the Moorish government and the Moorish land. And those who are the Europeans have classified our people as Negro colored, black, Spanish, West Indian, uh, Indian, and so forth, so that they can keep us outside the constitutional government that's also based in divide and conquer, as our people as Moors classified as Spanish, Latino, black, Negro colored, West Indian, Indian, think they're separate people. So we have to restore the unity. And you restore the unity with one thought, one mind, one principle, one culture, one civilization, one family. So understanding that by giving the people the commonality of what they think of as different, different religions, different symbols, different cultures, different races, the Europeans embedded that, indoctrinated us, socialized us into believing that concept. So oneness is where we need to be. That's why we got to suppress that word different and focus on the word, focus on oneness, unity. And it actually means one. As the root word U I U N I means one. So then I'll end my summation. Indeed. Indeed, brother. You know, oftentimes people say that we're very proficient in absor in observing what the quote unquote problems and the conditions are. But they're like, you know, you should be as uh, equally proficient in providing solutions. Now, when you talk about this whole aspect of a lot of our science being taught to us and sensationalized, you know, only on the merit of the symbols, only on the merit of things that we see on the surface, but totally devoid of the substance. And in this case, we're talking about the math, mathematics. Yes. You know, we're talking about algebra, we're talking about trigonometry, you know, and all of these wonderful particular systems that we speak of. How hard would it be to erect an institution that is totally dedicated to teaching math to all students, to all children, you know what I'm saying, to all walks, to all stripes, and then connecting with the, uh, you know, the student populace by identifying, you know what I'm saying, who has that particular level of, of gravitation towards higher concepts, towards the numbers. So, I mean, how hard would it be just to focus on math if you see math as a problem and teach the history later as something that promotes and backs up the math and stop trying to do it the other way around. All right. 
we would have to do it simultaneously. Uh, the history, uh, uh, law, civics, and the math have to be done simultaneously uh, only because we're on the European occupation. The Europeans put drugs in our community. The Europeans use colorable, colorable law and colorable courts, you know, to 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 capture us. Uh, they use they classified our people as negro color black to sue jurisdiction. They use the Fourteenth Amendment, the birth certificate, and the race and ethnic stands of federal statistics and administrative reporting to assume jurisdiction over our people as a, to capture us and keep us into into European captivity. We have to address that. Uh, uh, the economic issue is, is, is key. They've, 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 they've taken our houses, you know, taken our land. Uh, they've, um, they've forced colorful taxes on us. Those things have to be addressed. Jolly said a beggar people can never develop the higher spirituality in themselves. Uh, my approach to masonry is to, is to unite with brothers, uh, Eastern stars and masons, classified as Negro, colored and black, Latino, and so forth. That was my whole purpose was to, is to connect with them, to get them involved in this Morse movement into their national sovereign birthright affairs. That was, and I can, and I, and I believe so, believe that I can do that by the hundreds of thousands, by the hundreds of thousands raised masons and Eastern stars up or classified as Negro color black, and what you're saying, those things can happen. But I, I, we have to address, we have to talk, the history and civics have to be a major component of the educational system. Whatever, whatever curriculum you develop, history and civics have to be a center point. Because we have to reclaim our land. We have to reclaim our jurisdictional control of our land, our sovereignty. Because we're, 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 under, we're constantly under attack. I mean, they already have color law, color courts already in place. I mean, these things are already in place to maintain our suppression. So we, 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 have, to look, we have to look the Europeans in the face, be very clear who they are, our political enemies, that they are violating, they, they have classified our people as nickel color black. In the United States Census Bureau, they have they are enforcing color law and colorful courts to maintain our captivity and and, and keep us in in a in a enslaved state. Indeed. Human trafficking. They they they've maintained human they've never they haven't stopped human trafficking. You know, we you know we we did that as well. You know, we captured them, we seized them by hundreds of thousands. We seized their right. ships, we held them, and we held them for high Brother. ransom. Right. Yes. Brother, I have to uh, press the pause button at this particular point. We have three minutes to prepare for our eleven eleven meditation. Yes. So I have to get in preparation mode. We yes. will return after the meditation and continue where we left off and go yes. directly into the callers and the call queue for tonight's yes. call. Family, please prepare yourself for meditation. Find yourself in a dark place, preferably pitch black, feet flat to the floor, spine straight. 
palms on the edge of the knee facing upward to the ceiling, index fingers touching thumbs, such a form of the pyramid, tip of the tongue, touching the roof of the mouth, pulling the air from the abdominals. Exhaling slowly out of the mouth, family. Meditating to the sounds of Omni Padme Om. Stands for the jewel and the lotus, the perfect balance between the masculine and feminine principle. I want to dedicate tonight's meditation to the life and the spirit and the legacy and the love for my grandmother, Ezali Nesbitt. Okay. Rest in light. All right. We will be back very shortly, family. Oh, 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 oh. 
a commercial from our sponsor as everyone settles back in and we can conclude part two of the program. Go to some of these callers. Callers, get your questions ready. You're about to go to the phone lines. Any questions, comments, or concerns, now is the time to get them in line. All right? We will be back after the commercial break. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. Peace. Welcome back to Northern Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, Brother Blue Pill. We are joined by our host, Brother Red Pill, and our good brother, Brother Abdullah. Okay? Brother Abdullah El Talib Mosey Bay, to be exact. And you are the author of several books as well. Can you please tell them what the name of your titles are and where they can get more information on the products that you have available. Yes, uh, uh, titled More Information is a book that I'm working on. It'll be ready uh, soon. Uh, I have a book called that's Etymology and Vocabulary. Uh, Etymology yes. and Vocabulary, something that you won. The deceptive meaning attributed to the names America and American, how the Europeans falsely claimed the land of the Moors, and Breaking the Chains of Slavery, the Moors' Rise of Civil Death. On my website, I have uh, a video page where they can order videos, uh, Taj's videos, my videos. Uh, I have um, I have uh her video on there, uh, etymology, uh, uh, reading, law, history, masonry. Um, that, once again, my website is moorishcivilletter.net. That's M-O-O-R-I-S-H-C-I-V-I-L. E-T-T-E-R.net, and I have an uh, etymology reading page, uh, a grammar page, etymology semantics, uh, a civics, astronomy, health, and a video page, which they can have a PayPal account, a PayPal account, which they can, you know, go to the PayPal button in, in order to um, bear videos. Uh, thank you for Indeed. that. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Brother Red, if you don't have any questions pertaining to the first uh, part of the brother's presentation this evening, then we will be going directly into Q&A. Yes, uh, I look forward to hear what the uh, what my audience has to ask the brother. Um, okay. I think we'll take it from there. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the first caller. Let's go to caller 
from 757-357-348-348. Caller. Peace. 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 How y'all doing? All is well. Peace. All right. This is Brother Wise Champion, God of Love Bay. Um, I've called up and built with y'all several times in the past. And um, as I've told y'all before, I'm a member of Five Ascent Nation. I have as well uh, claimed my Moorish nationality. But to top that off, I'm also a Master Mason and uh, also in the World Arts Chapter for Master and Masonry. And I'm going to tell you what I've noticed. And and I'm going to tell you what I've noticed with Freemasonry Um, among the so-called African Americans and so-called blacks. Um, the two most segregated things in America are the church and Freemasonry. And Freemasonry, they are so hard at going at each other as far as being Scottish Rite or Prince Hall and not recognizing each other's uh, right to be a Mason that it's, it's straight out of slavery. You know, I've been telling these brothers for a long time, I said, look, we don't need to go back and and sit down and say, well, we can trace our charter back to the Grand Lodges of England. No, the Grand Lodges of England need to be able to come and trace their charter back to us because we're the foundation of all that. You see what I'm saying? And, and, right. and I've been striving to teach these brothers, look, we got to get off that stuff because because if, if I'm Scottish right and you're a Prince Hall, the Prince Hall will say, well, I'm not going to rec- recognize you because you're Scottish right and I'm a so-called, what you would call, they would call a black person African-American, but if a European man comes up to him and says, this guy's like, oh, that's my brother. So now yeah. we're dealing with something here. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been to Five Percent Nation over 20 years. You know, I've been studying the Moore science along with that probably maybe the past seven or eight years. And I got into Freemasonry maybe about five years ago. And all of it was just a, 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 a progression of me learning myself and me learning more about my people and about what our, our, our true plight was in this world. Um, each and every single aspect I go through of dealing with this science, it, it helps me to add on even more and more and more and more. And the science of these cats dealing with the Freemasonry, when we come, because I'm not the only brother that, that's in the 5% nation, or even that, that brother, I know there's more that are in the lodge. Now, we come to, 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 we'll say, the unenlightened cats that just taking degrees off of face value, and we bring this knowledge to them, they shut it away with, like you were saying earlier, with, oh, you're dealing with Satanism and you're dealing with this. They have no understanding of what the degrees are. Now, I'm going to tell you what is happening, though. Slowly but surely, brothers and sisters are starting to come to the table. Slowly but surely, it's happening. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm personally in the process of switching from Scottish Rite to, to Prince Hall because Prince Hall, it's, it seems like is the most recognized. The Europeans recognize the Prince Hall more than they do the Scottish Rite amongst the so-called African Americans. And I think that we need to come together and it needs to be done at the top rung so that we can better incorporate and say, look, we got to accept these brothers because these are our brothers and we got to stop that discrimination stuff. You see? And uh, that's, that's basically all I wanted to build. I want to let you know I, I recognize and see what you were talking about all the daggone time. In the craft, and I mean, it's not only in the craft, but you know, outside the craft. I mean, it's just straight. Like you know, you say you told me you're Freemason, you dealing with knowledge, you dealing with high knowledge. It's like, for lack of better terms, like straight niggerdom sometimes. You know. Right. And, and, and that, that's all I had to say. That's peace.
Indeed. Indeed. Well, thank you for your contribution. Brother uh, Brother Abdullah, do you have anything to say in response to that? Well, I, I, I'm actually, I, I actually observed, observed that brother. Is the brother still online? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, yes, 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 brother. Uh, my my approach in, in dealing with brothers and sisters on, on that level is actually to teach them what they actually have, you know, where I don't so much focus on the infighting in as much as I focus on the explanation, the astronomical and geometrical explanation of the symbols and rituals. And, I, and I've been successful in doing that. Okay. I know that the infighting occurs and the separation, I'm aware of all that, but that's not where my, that's where, that's not where my focus lies in making the connection. Well, I, I think that at that point in time, once we realize as a, as a collective unit where this science actually comes from and who it is that's really the true Masons, then all that infighting stuff is going to stop them anyway. You, 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 just, have you, no just, you, you are singing my song. That's what I just said. Yeah, Absolutely. They, they, that's right on. That's they, my they, point. They have no clue, you know. Most of them running around with these degrees and don't know what the degrees have nothing to do about. And Freemason will tell you within itself, there's always a dual meaning, and then there's a dual meaning behind the dual meaning. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's right. like yeah. four, five different meanings right. in one right. symbol. Right. You know, right. that, 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 and then that, 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 that's the only angle I'm coming from. But what, what, what is the name of your website again, brother? I was trying to listen to yes. you, but I couldn't catch you fast well, enough. No, no, no problem. Thank you. That's MoorishCivilLetter.net. M O O R I S H C I V I L E T T E R dot net. MoorishCivilLetter. It's one L. Yeah, yeah. More letter. dot net. Well, Civil and letter. Yeah, it's just one L, though. Civil and letter, it's just one L. Okay. Yeah, it's net. Okay. Yeah. All right, peace, brothers. Y'all be safe. All right. Thank you for your contribution. Hello, peace. Peace. Yeah, my line had just dropped a second ago. Peace to the caller. Hi, family. Okay. All right, let's go to another caller. See your hand up in the call queue. Caller calling from the 404 404 Peace caller from the 404. Peace. Okay. Let's shift gears and just go to the caller from the 860-860-680-860 caller. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace.
Peace to the caller. Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Sorry. Sorry about that. Yes, my, I my can. Yeah, my phone is No here. problem, brother. Good evening, fellas. We're being patient. We're being patient, brother. Yes. You're with us. Welcome. Yes. To Know the um, Life Radio. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, question, um, brother, um, what's your name again? From Masonic? Um, Abdul. Abdul. Abdul, yes. 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 Well, it's only two, but one question in particular, in regards to good or bad Mason, is there a thing in regards to the men that gain knowledge or women that gain knowledge in masonry, use it for good or bad, towards let's say our own people or to themselves? And that's that's one of my first questions. Mm-hmm. For me, all right. I just want to ask the second question right now. All right. Yes. Well, it's the intent of the it's the intent of the person. You know uh, whether you will use this knowledge of civilization building for the good of humanity or to continue to suppress humanity. So you have those who continue to suppress humanity, and you have those who continue, like the red pill and blue pill, are using the knowledge to free humanity. So absolutely, because we have, as you know, we have a higher self and a lower self. So you have those who you know continue to you know, dwell in their lower self. Greed, envy, jealousy, hate, and so forth. Mm. All right, and another question I have to ask, and regardless, um, come back to me, uh, the masonry. Um, actually, you, you said something about taxation in particular. Um, how does that work around in regards to people I'm not sure if the status affects people who have to really willing give their energy to pay these so-called taxes. How does that work? In regards to people who's Mason or not, do, do they deal with that, or they still have to really be subjugated to all certain right, all right, let me, let me, All right, let me, let me talk about the context in which I said it. Uh, right. well, that's the, 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 the question was posed, uh, should, we, should we focus, uh, could we build institutions where uh, where uh, math would be the focus and deal with the history later. That was the question, and I and I said that it would be it would be that we actually would have to do both simultaneously the history, civics, and and the math mm-hmm. because our land right. is under currently under European occupation that we that we are being taxed without uh, uh, without representation with colorable taxes. Our land is being taxed. Uh, we have uh, colorable courts, colorable laws. That's the context in which the question was, um, which I addressed the que- question. Mm. Uh, now, 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 let's talk about the tax. All right, so then let's get more specific there. Mm-hmm. Now, most people think that they, that their check, what they get every week or two weeks, is income. No, no, it's not. It's not income. Oh no, no, it's they, they take your money. I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me just finish with that for those who don't know. Yeah, okay. for those who know. No, since, since we ask, we ask the question. We want to answer it for those in the audience as well. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and income is not what people earn every week or every two weeks. That is mm. called that's their pecuniary wages. Income is corporate profit, 
a return on an investment. So income mm. only applies to corporations. What they have done was classify the people as corporations, all cap letters. And the people are not aware that they actually are classified as corporations. So once they classify them as corporations, then it, it's fraud. It's actually unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional to classify the workers as corporations and tax them as if they're corporations. It's actually unconstitutional. But they, but the, they, what they were, they indoctrinate the people into believing that their compensation of pure wages, which is that labor, return on their labor is income, which is actually not. So it's actually they, they displace their pecuniary wages as income and tax it as such, which actually is unconstitutional. So it's just a matter of understanding what the word is. Once the people know what the word means, income, in the jurisdiction, the status, so with the word income, it's the knowledge of status, jurisdiction, and apportionment. That the status is the income only applies to a corporation. Boom. So then you look at the area of jurisdiction, which doesn't apply. And so this is why the Europeans have classified our people as Negro, colored and black, so they, they can tax them without representation. Take them outside the Constitution of foreign government, abuse them with impunity, and use them as a tax base. Am I clear on that? Yes. So All right. Act- yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, um, so, and actually, I, like, for most of that, working these so-called wage earners is really doing a serious disservice because we're being taxation under the all capital letters. Once we apply yeah. it. Yeah, no, but they're, they're, they're not so-called wage earners. No, no, they're not. No, they're not so-called wage earners. They are wage earners. Oh, oh, sorry, my fault. Yeah, they are wage earners. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not, yeah, don't, yeah, they are wage earners. They've been classified as corporations and their wages been classified as income. Mm. They are wage earners. Okay. The, the word wage is the proper word, not income. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I think I'm. I think I'm getting to understand that. Okay. And I, this final, yes. Uh, and this final question, in particular, because I'm looking at one of my so-called college textbooks, and I see that they talk about even with um, electronics and engineering. In particular, give like a date about the so-called founding fathers of it. My question regards these people. Um, to the knowledge of, cause I guess they have to use maps to really deal with anything in regards to electronics and engineering. That there are people teach these people at a period of time through like say over more than seven hundred. I mean, seven hundred years. These Europeans, because they said that you said that most of them were, you, um, our people used to have them as slaves. So we, my understanding, we, we, we have we had cap, we did we captured Europeans and held them held them and for high ransom in prison. All right, now slave. I, yeah, I didn't know yet. Slave is Slavic. Slave is a nationality. Just wanted to to accept the words since we're dealing with you know words as well. Slave is an Eastern European nationality. So mostly those from Western Europe. Which are, which are not slaves. 
Those of Western Europe are not slaves. Those of Eastern Europe are slaves, Slavic, Slavic people. Okay. You know, England, Netherlands, France, Germany, they're not slaves. All right? Those are those the, those are slaves on Eastern Europe or Slavic people. The Baltic states, Croatia, uh, uh, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, those are slaves or Slavic. Okay. So in Axi, for them to really get a sense of the knowledge that they talk about, even when I, even when we look at their these so-called textbooks, is still knowledge that was regurgitated from what we taught them to present to us. In a, I'm not sure of the same way or it's just been watered down. That's my other question. Well, absolutely, been it's been it's been yes, it's been courses been watered down. Uh, going back to as I said before. Mind science technology, see, because it's been watered down in that we the highest form of technology is mind science technology. We Germany in 1932 hired Near Eastern scholars to translate the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic texts into German, and what they did was the, the Germans rose as the world leaders in mind science, mind technology. They they actually used they actually used the ancient knowledge to create human war machines. The concept of the X-Men characters and the, the, the Superman characters and so forth in the 1930s came about through the German mind experiments. That's not made up. See, a lot of things, because they're on TV, that's, that's real. They actually used the mind science technology that they learned from looking and reading the Vedic text. What we did was we used mind science. We propelled mercury propelled instruments of salt flying saucers, and we used propelled by pineal gland resonance. The mind is so powerful that we actually use our minds to fly flying saucers. To levitate, like le- like levitation. Levitate, levitate, levitate stones and so forth to communicate. I mean, I would be able to communicate. You know, if we both were at a high level, I would be able to communicate with you without this phone. Yeah, I, I heard stories. I heard stories about that. That in back in yeah, time. That, I'm to, saying that that's 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 our technology. That's that's ancient technology. It's mind science technology. I mean, the uh, computer ain't got nothing over you. Oh, I know that because the, the computer only could do yeah. what. Was programmed by the original architecture that made it. You know? Right. Well, your your mind can your mind can do more than that. Your, the capacity of your mind can do more than that. This is that's called it's mind science technology. That is ancient technology. Mind science. Okay. So does somebody have to really learn something to really grasp of that, or is it in every one of us to really? It's, we have to, we have to we have to we have to increase our frequency. Oh, okay. We have to we have to, to raise frequency. We have to increase the, the the frequency flow, the electrical flow between the chakras. We have to increase our frequency through breathing, through geometry, through crystals, through gold, silver, through uh, uh, proper thinking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, and crystals. I'm not familiar with crystals, but crystals. Yeah, crystals, gems. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right, well, I guess you answered pretty 
much every question that I could probably ask at this time. So I don't hope any other callers from the pills could have been patient. <laughs> but one question, um, is there anybody I can contact you, sir, in regards to anything more of a thought if I want to ask? Uh, my telephone number is 215-300-5471. Yeah. 215-300-5471. My email is vocabulary at gmail.com. vocabulary at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Wait, wait. Yeah, um, one thing... Um, to, to the youth that because I I be around youth sometimes and sometimes when when they they hear about these artists that they're fair artists in regards to what they say they could be a cult or Illuminati, what what way I could probably calm their nerves in regards to the situation because it looks like there's like mind games going around when they try to bring this up the forefront to demonize everything from our people that's been so religious dogma. To say this All right. Yeah. Um, you have to you have to use etymology. Because they, because the words, the the it, the, the the words are fine. So you don't you don't have to change the words. Mm. What you have to do is you have to restore the ancient meaning to the word. Oh. It is satanic, but you have oh. to give the as I explained what satanic is. Oh. So don't so don't change the so when they say Illuminati, don't change the word. Give them what Illuminati means. Take the Illuminati in its proper perspective. Oh. You don't say it's not cult. It is a cult, a cult science. Don't say that it's not satanic. It is that, but then explain what satanic is. Saturn, I, I broke that down already. All right? Set, set, coming from the Egyptian set. All right? Yeah, so <laughs> that's right. So the words are fine. What it is that the meaning. The commentating meanings applied to it suppresses it. Okay. All right. All right. It ain't not the words. It's the commentating meanings. Okay. All right. Um, twins. Um, this is on your page. I'm gonna have to rehear this whole thing because you know, after hearing it the first time, you don't get a grasp. Is it on your um like page? This episode. Yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on the KTL page. Yeah, yeah I got. You'll be able to get it for download and iTunes. And uh, you know, it'll be available immediately after the show. Okay. Get it on tune in. Yeah. Get on that app. The KTL radio app will be here shortly. So please, you okay. know. In the meantime, okay. in between time, go to two know the ledge uh T V on Facebook and the link will be available. We wanna say thank you, Carla. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, brother. Peace. Let's take it home. Three four seven three one nine. All right, three four seven three one nine. Peace. Call it from the NYC. Already the download in iTunes, and uh, you know it'll be available immediately after the show. I'm get it on TuneIn. Get on that app. We'll get back to the caller. Caller from three four seven. He has a phone delay. We're going to go to call it from the 248, 248, 825, 248, caller. Please. You're live. Please. 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 Yeah, you still put it on you? Yeah, you got to turn that down. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm here. 
But you know, but you know what? I don't mean to cut you, but I remember when you had asked to me about what happened. You were saying she sat you down and she asked you to she cheat. I was thinking, and I, you know, I'm a outsider looking. Oh damn! I can't hear yeah. the whole. <laughs> <laughs> Homie was having a whole nother etymological conversation going on. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go to caller from the 646-284. We back in the town. 646-284. Caller from the NYC. Welcome to KTL Radio. Peace. Caller from the 646 284 peace. Okay. We're going to go down the turnpike. All right. Then a few corners. 864. Caller from the 864 313. As we murk down the switchboard, call it from the Hotel, peace, peace, King. Hotel. How's everybody tonight? Good, good, love. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Um, I guess I was definitely um, calling, um, being inquisitive, because uh, down here in the southern area, I do know quite a few Mason brothers, and I do also know um, that, you know, in my 5% nation walk, that... You know, and I actually read some some Masonic stuff that kind of said that they had to be against Islam, so to speak. You know, it was, it was speaking definitely in, inside that nature. So I was just, because I have done a lot of studying, like I said, I got a lot of family members, a lot of, a lot of people. I grew mm-hmm. up in the church, and in that church, behind the church, made from the same masonry, made from the same uh, brick, the same, basically the same structure. There's a temple, a Masonic temple. So, you know, as as me starting to expand my horizon, I see that all churches weren't, weren't made like this, but this is how my church was made. So, uh, you know, when I, when I started looking at them, you know, getting, because I have questions quite a few times, even with the Moors, uh, with with the Morris Walk, I commend brothers on 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 a lot of walks. But me, I have saw or I have seen some crazy stuff. Like even one time where I went to this Morris Reverend or Morris preacher, like they were having some type of um some type of uh, event, and he had a, a Jesus actually hanging on the ump. And as far as all of us knowing. You know, the relevant speaking inside of what is true by the nature of comedic uh, spirituality, comedic science. You know, that Jesus has a reference to Peru, but as far as going to the extent of... So in my mind, like the brother was speaking about practicing good or bad magic, or like the other brother was speaking, saying about people beefing between... Scottish rights, York rights. I just always have had a question, like, if these things were definitely made to facilitate the structure of comedic uh, life.
life, comedic culture, why aren't we benefiting more from these things? Because we have plenty of them. We have plenty of groups. We have plenty of people to take up dues. We have plenty of people to take up money. But it's still not facilitating the people of that genealogy. You know, we still are the ones that are suffering. You know, and at the end of the day, I kind of question our structures because one thing that the white man has when we talk about our treaties and all this, that's good to speak about that and what we have, but what what I see that, that he does have, the European, he has a military. He has uh, protection, very much so, to even come and indulge himself on someone else in order to take whatever he says or whatever he wants. And this is something that we know. And even when we get into inside of the metaphysics of the whole structure, that's when we start seeing the the, crown, the, uh, the nice Templars. And we see even with those and even the Jesuits, they were put into place basically to protect the Vatican, protect the secrets, protect, and basically this is what the police, this is what the function of these alphabet groups are made to do, protect the Vatican, protect everything that's basically going against that. So how do we deem what is good and what is not good upon our quest going back in to gain our true comedic spirituality and worshiping and doing what we need to do and build those pyramids, you know, alike with those brothers that are not fishy, you know, that's going to be cool today and then not cool tomorrow because at the end of the day, what I see is that we all have to be self-disciplined. I done seen some 30-second degree masons. Are they up there? And then they, what they see, or I see a lack of self-discipline still. So what is it about these groups that is allowing these types of people to go through the ranks and actually, you know, that's that that that's my thing, man. I I, I become inquisitive, especially when we're talking about resurrecting. And right now, what we definitely talk about is restoring order of my eye, you know, within side self. We're definitely look, looking at the ritual, looking at the practices that when we look at the the solstice, the summer solstice the winter solstice, because we have been caught up inside of another ritual, a European ritual. So being able to start indoctrinating ourselves in these rituals, you know, and, and knowingly do this, you know, this is something that I really, I have talk, tried to talk to some Masonic brothers, but I'm kind of shooed. I'm kind of like, shh, you know, we, we ain't got no time to be bullshitting on this shit, man. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, we need to start striving to put these blocks back together and formulating, you know, the right things instead of having all the ego. A lot of people have ego. Well, I'm this, I got this rank, I'm this, and I'm doing this. But at the end of the day, we're not facilitating the people. We're not facilitating people. I We're not what I see. I'm pre, I'm a preacher for all the people, all the brothers that do. Right. I want to give the brother an opportunity to respond. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. Uh, one one of the things, one of the things that we're lacking is national unity among the those in the lodge. So you could. So how do you ask? How you know? Can we facilitate? You know, and you have the different divisions 
because it comes about through a lack of knowledge of our nationality and birthright. And with the knowledge of our nationality will actually create the national unity. The Europeans classified us as Negro color black to separate where they take us outside the constitutional fold of government and to assume jurisdiction over us so that they can force color law on us. So the national unity is key. My position is to connect with, as I said before, brothers and sisters in the lodge and teaching them the nationality piece as well. So the national unity, the structure is the state. They have structure. They have, they have organization, order there, and I'm already in that circle, brother. I'm already there. I did the presentation in Washington, D.C. six weeks ago. I'm going to be going back there in November, December. The movie has already written letters. With them, uh, they sent the DVD to a Royal Art Mason in, in, in uh, California, to one in Chicago. He's writing letters on my behalf to get me on the national stage, the national, their, their national convention in Chicago next year. So I'm already there as far as in that circle. And I have another brother in, in, in D.C., in Maryland, who knows a host of Masons. I sent him four DVDs. He's going to facilitate that, uh, making copies, you know, getting that information getting that information out. So I'm actually, and I have another brother in Chicago who, is, who knows a, um, a Shriner, and they're going to set, facilitate the order where they're going to have me out, take me out to Chicago and do, for me to do a lecture in front of Mason's and Eastern Star. So I'm, I'm already on that path there. And, and, and those things are being facilitated, right? But the national, the, 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 what happens is the national, the information about our national birthright must be taught to them. They, they really don't know. The, the higher ups may know, but that information not, is not filtered down. It's about control. That they really don't know. The lower right. ones don't know, man. Okay, bro, and I greatly appreciate the work that you're doing and all the other brothers, uh, you, uh, the show, KTL. And, and it, it, it's, it's as far as genuinely, truthfully waking these brothers or waking all of us up, encouraging all of us. Because, like I said, there are a lot of groups, a lot of things out here, but we still have no self-discipline. What I see is, you know, I still see us lacking a lot of self-discipline on a, on a, on a large scale. So, um, you know, like I say, I encourage everybody on that on that path, brother, and I greatly appreciate it, bro. All right. Thank you. Peace. Thanks, Carla. Peace, family. We have five minutes left for the live stream. You can call in 347-637-2135. That is 347-637-2135. We have a few more. Hands up in the call queue. All right, we're going to get to these callers before we conclude tonight's episode. Let's call the caller. Caller from the 719. Caller from the 719-362. Caller, what it do? Man, man, much God, God, and everything out there. I got one question for you. Introduce myself. I'm Jay and Gary Charles. I really want to be too. How to drama and film, except the most important Prince Hall. Uh, my question is, uh, have you found the last word and you would give it to 
Bro, your phone skipped. I don't know if he heard the. Uh, yeah, I, can, man, I didn't. Hey, I couldn't make out. It was distorted. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, have you found the last word and can I give it to us? I I can't make out what he what, what he's saying. You got someone can can I can it? Let me see what yeah, I can try one Have you found the last word and can you give it to us? Have you found the last word and can you give it to them? Okay, have I found the the, the last word and can I give them to them? Correct. Yes. I'm I'm not I'm not sure what he's what he's what he's what he's talking about. Okay, that works. Appreciate that, brother. I'm not okay. Any right. other questions, comments, or concerns, brother, while we have you on the phone? Uh no, nah, that's it, man. I just wanna know if he made that trip all the way. Indeed. All right, caller. Peace, bro. Yes, you Yeah. That's you speaking in codes? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah all right. Going all right. Over the phone. Um, we go to this caller. Not quite sure if I open this line yet. You know what I'm saying? It won't hurt. Go back to this caller. Caller from the 248. I think I did go to this line. We didn't get me one. Let's try it one more time. 248, 248, 825. 248, caller. Peace. Okay. I seen another hand shoot up. Let's go to caller from the eight seven zero eight seven zero eight twenty six eight seven zero eight twenty six. Peace. Oh, 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 Tim. Oh, yeah. This brother's alive. Brother Pula Ali calling from Arkansas. What it do? What's going on, brother? How you doing, brother Blue? Brother oh, Abdullah. Peace, brother. Peace. Peace. Hey, man, y'all been shooting down this way to the south, man. How y'all enjoying it, man? Dallas. Oh, that's Red. Yeah, that's Red. Red is in Houston. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. He's loving that. He's loving okay. that Houston grid. I'm in Oakland. Oakland remind me of Houston. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a true story there. That's a true story. But yeah, I, had a question. I had a question for y'all brothers, man. I was, I, I wanted, I'm trying to solve this mystery, man. Uh, you know, the Moors and 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 the European women. They always had them in their harem and their concubines. Can y'all explain that? Uh, yeah. Explain that to me. Well, that no, that that is absolutely true. Where we actually had European women uh, last year on the auction block and and our in our harems. And the the actually the American the doors of the American Revolution, they are remnants of the of, of those Europeans that we had in those in our harems. And while we had those Europeans in our harems, you know they were you know they were at, at, at being educated by by us. Uh, they would actually hear a lot of the uh, education information that we actually uh, were discussing. And uh, so those those European women were the ones that actually were also the ones that taught their European sons as well. Now those now the the, the with the European women we had children 
and those those children, and this is what they call the bleaching, the bleaching process where, or imagination, um, it's that imagination process where we were, you know, crossbreeding and mating with the European women, and the, the children we had, you know, um, became lighter and then so forth. And you actually will see, you know, with the uh, Princess Sophia, and she was actually the consul of Germany. And so you can actually see how light she, she was. And so she was a, you know, product of, you know, the, the marriage and also the uh, miscegenation uh, in those, that occurred in those harems. You have a lot of, you know, even Queen, Queen Elizabeth, you know, Queen Elizabeth. And then there's also a group of Europeans who are called yeah, sure. the black, no, black nobility. And they are direct descendants of, 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 of that. Okay. That's so yeah, you also, and then and all, and furthermore, there's Europeans who have names like Morehouse, Morgan, uh, and more M O H R Morristown, Morrison. All right, those are also descendants of the Moorish nobility, uh, the uh, Moors and the Europeans. Okay, yeah. Well, my uncle, oh, he passed now, but he married a woman from Turkey, and uh, I was trying to figure out. I know he he was he was uh, he was a, a Muslim, you know, as well. He was in the Air Force. Uh, he was over there in Turkey, and he married a woman over there in Turkey. So I was just trying to, I don't know if that was his, his conquest, that was his, uh, I don't know. I was just, I was trying to figure out, you know, I was just looking at these pictures here, and, and I thought about, well, my uncle went over there, and he married a woman in Turkey. You know, he was, you know, he, he was more Muslim, you know, he was always on on his on his square. So I was just trying to figure it all out. But I, I appreciate that, man. But let me just let me what I was talking about is what occurred a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, you yeah. These the, the descendants, even in the coat of arms, and Jerry Rogers both Nathan knows the color line, and the coat of he chose to space coat of coats of arms of Europeans who had Moors in their in their coat of arms. And these are dark olive Moors in the coat of arms of these aristocratic European families. So this is it. So we're not we're not just I'm not talking about just the modern time. We're talking about how this knowledge has this 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 knowledge has been preserved, and that these actually are descendants, you know, of Moors who had Europeans in a helm about 200 years ago. Right. I understand what you're saying. I'm trying. Yeah, right. I, was saying, I was trying to say, do we need to add them to the harem now, or we need to grab our sisters, shake them loose? But I was just oh, asking questions. Period. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing what what the science so was then, on that, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate right. the blue, red. Y'all love yeah. y'all, man. And, hey, man, Godspeed. I'm going to sit back in my chair and keep on listening. Yes, All sir. right. Give thanks. Peace. Peace. Islam. Islam. Islam, brother. Yes, sir. So that concludes the uh, the callers for the evening. The hands up in the call queue. We qualified everyone that had a question, comment, or concern. Okay. Um. The floor is yours, brother. Good brother. So the caller? No, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Oh me, oh me. All right, so you talk to a caller. Right. Yes. I want. I want to thank you. I definitely want to thank both of you for inviting me on the show. You know, it's definitely an opportunity for me to connect with the people. 
I uh, yes, trust that I'll be, be invited back, you know, uh, to this to this venue. Uh, definitely, y'all, uh, you guys are doing, your brothers are doing great work, and it, it definitely appears that you have a large audience and, and actually a split and, and um, a, a vast an audience that is diverse as far as the lo- uh, location is concerned. Um, doing so, doing some great work. Thank you, yeah, Thank you again. We have a we have an upgrade to our blog talk that we're going to be uh, introducing you and inviting you to participate. We actually are going into the whole online webinar university classroom setting, so yeah, you'll be able to be telling about that. Yeah, you'll be able to do a visual presentation as well as an audio audio visual presentation, and it can be done in a class-like setting the same way that uh that you're that you're used to teaching so we just, wow, we just the introduced. audio will be more effective yeah i can i can do a better job with the, with the video exactly. so tonight's class will sort of be like the introduction the syllabus to what it is right. that the uh the no university students could prepare for in the very mm. very very near so you know just uh, look. I look forward to doing that with you. Mm. Um, family is going to be able to benefit off of your immense knowledge. You didn't even scratch the surface on that etymology. You know what I'm saying? We're going to hold no, on to that. No, I didn't. Gonna, <laughs> Not mad at all. <laughs> we're going to save that. You know, we're going to save that. That that's the that's the uh, cherry on the top. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that would be the cherry on the top of the cherry flag. But, you know, I definitely appreciate you coming through and um, nationalizing the family tonight, clearing up the uh, demystifying and clearing up these murky waters that a lot of people are, you know, bathing in, in terms of the spookisms, the trignology, uh, the YouTube scholarship, the the Wikipedia Mm -hmm. Scholarship, um, yep. you know, all of, all of those agents of misinformation that have stifled and stagnated. I feel <clears throat> the growth, both spiritually, mentally, and even physically. You know what I mean? Niggas ain't tall no more, but it stunted exactly. the growth of a majority of our people because information that can empower them has turned into information that has cowered them, you know. Yes. So yes. thank you for being on the front line. I hope some of my Masonic brethren and uh, Eastern Star sisters out there hear this show and understand this brother's mission. It's sincere, it's divine, and it's much needed at this point. You know what I mean? We do need brotherhood. We do need camaraderie. We do need discipline, like the brother said, the uh, the groups, all of these groups, but the lack of discipline, the lack of um, financial stability, the lack of true brotherhood, you know? Uh, First, I witnessed the dangers, and I've also witnessed the benefits of it. So, you know, we're going to continue to strive. Thank you. I'm definitely system. looking forward to doing that the uh, webinar. That's gonna be powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. So, and I want to send a salute. 
Patch, Ross Mariah Faith, the Anna E, the whole Wednesday class, the Moorish Heritage, and um, Civic yeah. Flag. I will be back in New York. I miss the family, you know what I mean? And um, uh, Brother Nature and all of the uh, all of the master teachers out there doing the work. Yes, and congratulations on your you. seed. You see to be here soon. Good. <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. No doubt. All right. Let All right. So uh, I got the two, the two. Yes, brother. Please finish your thoughts. Yes. Until uh, we meet again. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you again. Well, allow me Thank to you, connect brother. with our family. Absolutely, brother. All right, peace. And again, I want to dedicate tonight's program to the love and the light and the legacy of my our grandmother. Okay? Yes. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Peace. As always, beloved. Ashe. To the ancestors. Ashe. Return. Peace. Peace. Peace.